everybody, and welcome back to Weekly Gaming on Xbox with your host, Woo. Trevor, aka Mini Penguin on the internet, and my best friend, Bryce, better known as B2 Gaming, all across the interwebs. <laughs> uh, we have quite an epic show for you this week. It is it's episode five. What a crazy Ooh. one. And before, just before we start, I would like to apologize for this one being late as well. We have been very behind. Our schedules have definitely been a little messed up. We've got a lot going on lately, so we're I just going to do college. apologies now because this is going to be up late as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're we're working on getting back on schedule. We have uh, we have some stuff to go through and figure out. So I'm working on it. I'm a business yeah, we're, major. We're we're both busy, so we'll have to figure out stuff. Um, in terms of that. Um, this week on the weekly gaming on Xbox, um, <laughs> uh, we have Xbox comes under fire for the last minute gold price hike announced on Friday when no one, when no one would see it. So, uh, it's kind of interesting in terms, <laughs> this one's kind of interesting. Um, oh, what was it? Xbox had increased their price of gold and then did like a, a quick change around within like an hour or so to like redo their price system am i correct on this yeah it was pretty wicked and i saw it like obviously lots of other people saw it like unofficial announcements but i was just chill on twitter and i saw them tweet out something about gold and i was like oh maybe they're making it cheaper and then that this all happened like in front of my eyes <laughs> I didn't see anything, so I can't say anything. <laughs> I didn't know. Wild. I didn't even know about this. So yeah, that's interesting. I was not expecting a, that. To be it was a pretty substantial amount too. It was like I think right now you can get gold for a year for sixty bucks if you get like a good deal on it, but they made it so like six months is sixty dollars. So it was a pretty, was a pretty ooh. I don't like that. I know it was pretty scary, but you know, but I guess that's what what happens on it. <laughs> oh but, yeah, and of course right. we'll look, dig into it more. But yeah, um, Xbox is responding to backlash. I guess we kind of just talked about that. Um, sort of. Yeah, they were responding to backlash with the gold price hikes and everything like that. So there's that one. We just kind of talked about that, so we don't have to worry about it too much. Um, basically, they're just going into kind of doing... They're planning, I think... Are they planning on it, or are they actually going to um, copy what PlayStation does with their live services? Yeah, they... I'm just going to... I just realized I should add the official story to the thing, so I'm just doing that right now. Um, but yeah, they... Literally, within that hour, they, they did... They went back to the same article that they released about the price hike. And they literally, you know how you can put like a line through text? <laughs> um, <laughs> they just crossed it out. <laughs> yeah, they did the line through text stuff because they didn't want to lie. So they were just honest and just put a line through everything. And they just put new text in front of it that explained how the new system is going to work. <laughs> oh, that's Because they wanted to be transparent, but also they needed to like make sure that people didn't think that it was still in effect. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so funny. Yeah, it was... Oh, here it is. It was one month for $11, three months for $30, six months for $60. So 
So then what would, would, a hot, would 12 months be 120 then? Because that's, that would... Oh. Yeah, I think it would be out near there. It would be either 100 or... Yeah, it's uh, 100, yeah, it would be 120, yeah. I don't like that. That's, that's awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Wow, they actually did literally just double the price pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if they that's, did that or not, but they literally did. That's so dumb. Anyway. I'm so glad they didn't do that. I know. Back on subject, really. Yeah. Story. <laughs> um, Hitman 3 comes out to the door running, now announcing ray tracing features coming to the new consoles and already offering an amazing visual experience. Oh, yeah. I saw um, Hitman 3 is blowing up, and it's really exciting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen any of the Hitman games. Uh, I don't think I've ever really heard of them, to be real honest. Oh, that's so sad. They're so good. It does kind of look interesting, though. Like, kind of going through and seeing... Like, because it's popped up and I've looked a bit, but... And it does look pretty good. Like, some of the graphics and everything look pretty cool, so... Yeah, because they've always been known for being pretty, like, graphically kind. Um, but we'll dig into it in the article more, but uh, they really have stepped it up. Because the other thing that they do is they always include the maps from older Hitman games and the newer ones. So this is the last one in the trilogy, and so you get to visit the entire Hitman series in this one, and they remastered every map. And it is just, like, absolutely amazing. Huh. Yeah, looking at this, I feel like I've actually seen some... I might have seen gameplay of this. I just don't... Huh. It's been a while that I don't remember. But it does look kind of familiar. Oh, yeah. So, that'll be interesting. I know it does... I have... I think I saw the trailer on Xbox. I'm not sure. It did look It did look pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, it, was, it, it always, like, comes and goes. The old Hitman's usually were like hyped up for a little bit and then they would fizzle out and then there would just be like their um, loyal player base kind of left and it seems like this time they are pulling in a lot more like normal people instead of just loyal player base and hype people hmm. so that's exciting <laughs> eh, that'll be interesting I'll, I'm sure I'll probably check it out we'll see what happens though oh yeah um, Call of Duty Warzone still fighting off huge problems with hackers and mostly being silent about the issue. Let's be real, Call of Duty always has hackers. Like, I don't know why people think it's fun. Like, oh yeah, Warzone is only a year old and it's having hacker issues. Like, are you like the game was having hacker issues like a month into everyone buying the game? Like, I think the I I think the. <laughs> big thing now is just that like now there's like a competitive one where you can win money and stuff and so now it's becoming like more of a problem because obviously those people are cheating people out of winning money which sure is stupid because yeah and it's like the, the one thing that really is annoying is I don't remember which COD it was I think it might have been um, Modern Warfare the last one that just came out last year um that had the that they took away the replay so you couldn't go back and replay games i think that's oh, the yeah. one that they took it out of and since they've done that it's a lot harder to catch cheaters 
unless if it's recorded and visually tracked that way, which is yeah. annoying because it's like, like a lot of YouTubers I watch, they have caught people cheating because you know it's either final kill or something like that, and they catch them. But it's like they don't they don't have the replay system anymore, so it's like you can't go back and be like, oh yeah, that person cheated, and oh, yeah. why like why would you take a take that out of the game, like yeah, especially because it's like when you play hardcore, like there is no like you don't get to see how you died, yeah, unless if it was like the final kill or something. Oh yeah, yeah, which is stupid because it's like. You're playing hardcore, so you get shot out of nowhere. No one's near you. There's no way anyone could have seen you, and you should get shot through, like, maybe a wall that's impossible to shoot through. Or something like that. And it's like, well, people are obviously going to cheat. And, like, you can tell by how some people cheat, like, their movement and everything. Oh, yeah. And they just... Call of Duty needs to fix that and like send like upgrade their structure, <laughs> yeah, and figure and get that stuff done. Yeah, and I think the funniest thing is like today I was watching one of like Optimus's videos because I like to watch him just because he's very different from me, so I find him interesting. Um, and he he like showed he was talking about this hacking problem because this new story just came out a few days ago about how it's becoming like a really really big problem. Um, and he was showing a video of this one girl on Twitch, and she later got her account banned because cheating on multiplayer games on Twitch is illegal. Like, you can get banned from a platform for it. And so she's obviously an aspiring Twitch streamer, so it's really sad. But, like, she opened the modding menu on stream, clicked an option to make people transparent so you could see them through the map and shoot them through the map. And then later, people started to call her out in chat, and she goes guys there's this really weird bug where i'm just like able to see people through walls like it's so weird and then she gets her phone and she's like oh my god my friend tiffany was over earlier today i bet you 10 bucks she installed this on my computer (laughs) and i was like i was like we saw you click the mod menu we're not dumb like there's footage of it now because streams are saved like (laughs) i hate that yeah like streams are backed up i think I think you have a max of, like, three weeks before they get deleted, depending on the stream or, like, the length of it or something. But, like, streams get saved for quite a while. Like, three weeks to a month, I think. And, of course, people can always clip it as long as they don't have channel restrictions. So, I'm sure that's why the video exists is because somebody saw her do it and was like, she's probably going to lie about it. We should clip it. (laughs) Yeah, like, regardless. And even if it's, like, you can't clip it directly from the channel, like there's other ways to clip stuff like a lot of phones have screen recording there's software that you can download to your computer to do it like yeah you can do it from your console if you wanted to because they have the built-in screen recording like it is not, you're not getting away with it yeah. so it was just so funny and then she was like going on twitter and she was so upset about being disbanded because she was almost at a twitch membership so she could have like made money and it's like you probably should have thought about that before you cheated in a game and like let it happen on stream and like ruin the community (laughs) see if i was gonna take an online multiplayer game and like use like mods and cheats with it um i would get people and do it in like a private lobby or like i wouldn't even like do like actual cheats like shooting people through walls or turning on that stuff like i would be one of those people where it's like 
either give people the mod options to just screw around yeah. or like I spawn stuff in to mess around with in game so it makes it fun. Like I wouldn't yeah. cheat for winning. Like that's just that's pathetic and lame. Like I know, I, it just makes everything worse for everybody. Like I've played god games where people give you like your own little mon menu and you can do and spawn in whatever gun you want. Mm -hmm. Like I've had it where I've played um Black and Black Ops 2. People when it kind of died out and it was more cheaters that were playing. I've yeah. been given a mod menu, or people have given me the ray gun in multiplayer, just to like, and I can actually use it too, which is funny, because it's like, this is a zombie's exclusive weapon, <laughs> there is oh, no yeah. way I should have this. So, it yeah, was kind of yeah. funny. Oh yeah, and that's the thing, and like, the other thing is like, there's lots of games like Fallout and Skyrim that have built-in modding, both on the PC and even on console. And so it's like, if you want to have fun with mods, Call of Duty is just not the game for it. There's lots of games that are literally designed to be modded, kind of. So why not just go over to those and have fun? That's just the thing, though. COD is one of the most fun games for mods. And it's like, that's just the way it's laid out versus those games. That's the only issue. I don't know. They, there's a lot of really funny, interesting mods on Fallout 4. Like, Fallout 4 was rated... I forget what the heck the list was, but it was, like, top moddable games. Because, obviously, Bethesda's engine is one of the both most glitchiest engines in the world, but also most moddable engines in the world. Um, I think so it's people just have glitchiest. Like, well, it's both. They like they. It's so glitchy because it's so flexible. Um mm. And so, like, one of the biggest things is, like, somebody recreated the entire Star Wars movie in it because they just modded in every single asset from the Star <laughs> Wars movies. And so they created, like, the first movie in Fallout. Oh, wow. That would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of stuff like that. Like, Fallout 4 has become, like, the mod of gods. Like, Fallout 3 just got an entire modding expansion with over 40 hours of gameplay from a small modding team just because that's how flexible it is. That's awesome, I, I love that. I just want to see like what the big mods for this week are. Like Fallout UI, MM Journal, No Pastas. There's like the Fallout unofficial patch, which actually fixes the game with a mod. Which is kind of funny, but it fixes all the glitches in the game. <laughs> so it's actually nice. And that's the other thing, it's like people fix the game all the time, so that's why Bethesda doesn't release many hotfixes. is because the community fixes it for them. So they love the I'll game, that's why. Yeah. I'll have to send you the Nexus sometime and you can look at it, because you can get lots of them on Xbox, because they have the Nexus built into the game. Oh, Teddy. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah. That'll be interesting. Oh yeah, it's so awesome, I love Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, you... Trashy. Um, YouTube finally caving into enabling HDR on the new Xbox series of consoles. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I saw this, like, they have HDR in 4K, which high dynamic range is just whenever a TV can actually make blacks look like darkness, so you stare at it and you can't see anything, and it makes everything a lot more defined, and it's a really big deal with the new generation of consoles. And so YouTube just finally decided to cave in and let HDR work on consoles because it worked on everything else, like on Apple TV, Fire TV Sticks, 
um, obviously they're on my web browser and everything. But for the longest time, like I think the last Xbox, like the Xbox One X supported HDR, um, but they never added it because they just didn't see the reason. And so they finally gave in and enabled it for Xbox overall. Oh, interesting. Which is really nice for people with bougie movie setups and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's nice. Um, oh yeah, I'm super excited. And then finally, um, Xbox backtracks on some of the helpful battery technology they had integrated into their plug-and-play kit. Um, I feel I like you this. can definitely piggy like talk about this one more. I feel like. Yeah, I was so sad about it. I saw this, and this is why I added it to like the end of our news stories. There's like um, so they have. Oh shoot! I have to add this to our news stories too. So they have a plug and play kit thing that they have set up where you can, um, oh no, I have it on here, where they you were able to plug in the cord that they uh, bundled in the package and it had a little LED on it that told you whenever your controller was fully charged so you wouldn't overcharge it and you would like, like, like you know, quote unquote, save the earth because you're like not overcharging and not using excessive battery and whatever. Um, and it's also better for battery health because obviously the more you overcharge a battery, the shorter its life becomes. Um, and for some reason, they released a new version of the plug and play kit because the new controllers have USB C instead of USB B. Um, so they had to release a new version of the kit with the correct cord. And in that new that new cord is just like a plain black cord. It doesn't have the little LED anymore. And it was so sad because that LED was like so helpful and so neat. <laughs> and people are mad about it because first. If you leave your controller on the charger all night, then its battery will slowly degrade, and then your uh, batteries will, over time, not really immediately, but give it like three years, and your batteries will almost be at 50% of their original capacity. So instead of getting six hours out of your controller batteries, you'll get two or three. Um, and then same with like just knowing whenever it's ready. Like If you need it to charge up quick then you used to be able to just kind of wait it out and wait for the light to tell you that it's fully charged. But now you just kind of have to like plug it in and just pray that you pull it off at the right time. <laughs> so it just really sucks because it was such a convenient little thing that nobody thanked them for. But now because nobody thanked them for it, they probably removed it because it was like slightly expensive or something. It probably cost them like an extra 10 cents or something. Um, and now that feature that like was really useful and really nice is gone and it's like wow really <laughs> so I saw the SVJ group which is like a little gaming news story article place um, I should say a news uh, gaming news site um, they talked about it and outraged about it and so I hope Microsoft sees that and maybe thinks about bringing it back because <laughs> uh. it was so fun it was so nice I miss it because now I just plug my controller in and like sometimes it's at like 90% and I'm like dang it I pulled it off early or sometimes it's at 100% and I'm like I wonder how long it's been at 100% for I might have overcharged it <laughs> yeah that's why I kind of like just having like instead of plugging into the console I just have the recharge like I like having the rechargeables where I just set it on a thing and it lets me know yeah. with that light with that light change that's I like having those those are smarter yeah, and see, that was, like, that's the same vibe. It's like there was just a little light on the cord to just tell you when it's fully charged, and that was so nice and convenient. Well, my, and I it, mean, mine's a whole stand. Well, I know, but it's just, oh, yeah, like, it's the, the same vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I get you, though. I get you. 
Yeah, it's the same vibe, and now we don't have that, so now we just have to plug it in and just pray. Like, it kind of sucks. Because isn't that light nice that you know when it's fully charged? Yeah, because it goes from, like, my last one went from being red to green, and now this, my new one, goes from orange to white, so. Yeah, that one was always red to white. So, like, oh, red was... I don't remember. Well, was... the, the new ones, like the, oh, the yeah. plug-and-play kit. Yeah, it always goes red to white, and it was so nice. It was so convenient. <laughs> but yeah, I need an RIP in chat for the LED. It was such a sad loss. <laughs> so, Trevor, what games have you been playing this week? <laughs> um, so I've been playing... Well, I haven't touched No Man's Sky in the last week. I don't know, maybe I have. I don't remember. I probably have, like, once... Yeah, I think once. You just, like, hopped on, checked it out. <laughs> well, I hopped on for a while, but I never really played a whole... I haven't played a whole lot of it. Um, I've been playing some Rocket League a bit, some Overwatch. Oh, um, classics. Yeah, some of the classics. I've been playing a lot more Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I am really enjoying that game. Oh, okay. It's actually really fun, and just like the storyline of it is quite amazing. I'm really loving it. Oh, so I'm loving it. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make fun of me. <laughs> now now I want McDonald's because of that. Oh my gosh! You mean boy, McChicken. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I can speak for both of us when we say we have been playing some Wasteland 3. Yeah, he dragged me into the game. He dragged me into the game and I started playing it with you. It was pretty fun, honestly. Even though it's a little frustrating sometimes. I still don't like the whole style of it. The whole RPG style. I just That's not my style of game. Like It's a cool game, but the RPG style is just not me. I don't think it's RPG, I think it's top-down for you. Because you seem yeah. to like player choice, because you enjoy Fallout, right? Yeah, Because Fallout's an RPG. Is that... Wait, it is? It's an RPG? Yeah, because RPG is a role-playing game. Yeah, I think I have those backwards then. Yeah. I just have Top-down is... A top-down oh, yeah, top is down. like... Is, um... Like, the point-and-click and... Turn-based. Yeah. Yeah, the turn-based thing is what I don't like. That's that's what I meant. Okay. Oh, okay. It's the it, that's the style of game I don't like. I guess RPG yeah. I really enjoy because like I guess Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is all RPG. It's like because I play as Cal, the young Jedi, yeah. which you know, I'm kind of going through his story and everything like that. And so, okay, I yeah, have, I had that wrong. So. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like, in, there's always, you know, it's all kind of loosey sometimes, because some people only consider RPGs, like, if you make multiple choices and there's multiple endings, but some people consider RPGs just any game that you play as a character that has, like, an outline story and not as, like, something like a multiplayer game or something like that. And so that's also an RPG loose. game as, like, kind of like what Wasteland is, where it's, like, you go through, but it's, like, turn-based or... It's more of yeah. the, like, 
I guess kind of like a crappier version of a board game. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what, like, turn base is just that... Because the RPG part of the game is, like, whenever we make choices and we change the world in that way, the actual, like, gameplay of the game, that's just turn-based... Uh, that's just a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. So, there's so many multiple facets to it. Like, technically, Call of Duty is, like, a first-person shooter, and then it also has an RPG story in it, because you yeah. play a character in the story mode. And so Which is kind of interesting, because like this... Too. Because the newest one um, actually has quite an interesting story. Because there's uh, multiple different options you, you can choose that? from. Like, there's a lot of different options you can choose from, and a lot of different ways you can play the story. So, yeah. Did you ever finish that? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Did you like it overall? Yeah, I did actually. I have. To, I want to go back because there's a lot of like either different paths I can take, or like a lot of like hidden secrets that I've missed. Yeah. Um, so that's something I want to go back and try and figure out and do. Plus, it's like I want to try and beat it on a harder mode as well. I think yeah. that'd be interesting. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I do like that. For me, I've just been playing, I've played a lot of No Man's Sky. I just finished the story the other night by like going at it 100% for pretty much the entire day. <laughs> Um, and honestly, the story, I don't know how I feel about it, because the story has a weird thing, and then it has an interesting ending, um, and overall, it, like, it left me feeling kind of sad in a way, and kind of, like, disappointed a little bit, but it also well, really idea. made Next me Next time, think. don't do the entire story without me. Well, because I did find out that the story kind of has to, you kind of have to do it independently, I did learn. Because there's some parts of the story where you have to like travel to different places where you can only do it as a solo player. And so like at one point or another we would have had to split up anyway. So I decided to kind of like tap it off so that then I could support you through your story. <laughs> but I won't spoil it for you. Just know that Better it is an emotional ride. You. It's an emotional ride. It's also a lot of work. <laughs> you gotta have a lot of commitment for a while. <laughs> Because that baby runs you through some fetch quests. <laughs> and the characters are so interesting. You're going to love the characters that you meet over time. It Stop starts out okay. <laughs> I'm not. These are general concepts. I could I say know. this about any game and everybody would be like, oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> and I could yeah. never play the game before. Like I could say um, that about Call of Duty story or like the story I could of say it to you. I could Star be like, Wars don't you or love like anything. Don't you love how in the Call of Duty story you had so many choices and you met so many interesting people um, and the ending was just so gripping? See, for me, explaining it to you, like, <laughs> you're not one where you would want where you would necessarily play that. So I feel like to me, for explaining it to you wouldn't really matter too much because you wouldn't really yeah. like, I don't think you're going to ever play it. I probably will now because I do. I love RPGs. That's what I hated about the original COD stories where they, was they were linear and so they only had one ending. And so I didn't like that because I like having player choice. So now that I know that it's more of a non-linear story and there's possibly multiple endings, that's well, much yeah, more interesting there's, to me. Um, I know towards the end of the story you have an option to save one of two people. And then oh, you, um, you get put into like, I guess it's like a coma kind of thing. Well, it's not necessarily a coma. 
because like they give you like this thing like a, like an, like this drug or whatever because they're trying yeah. to like rejog your memory and all this stuff and it's like yeah um if you completely avoid going and trying to find it enough times mm -hmm. like not only do you get an achievement but like it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder the oh. more you avoid it and so it's like and then you get a choice between like you get to actually you can either tell the truth on where where the uh i don't remember what the guy's name is but you get a choice perseus that was his name yeah. you get a choice between telling the truth on where he is or like yeah. where his base like main base is where you can lie and so you yeah. get an option and how your story goes and how it like ends and oh. so it, it makes it very interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of different choices like it's mainly yeah. the same where it's like you have a set like go through but along the way you get to make different options on like who you talk to like what you ask like all sorts of different things which add or take away more to your story and what you are able to do oh yeah and that's like that's what i like and i also i do feel bad because some people don't like it because then for the following game, if there's ever a continuation, the, the developer has to choose like a definitive story. And so if your story isn't the definitive story, some people feel bad because they're like, oh, well, my story doesn't matter. Um, but I feel like it's just more fun because ultimately you do have to choose an ultimate story, but you can always know that in an alternate universe, your story was the real one. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of fun too. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've just been playing No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has some choice at the end of the story too, which is fun. Uh, and then I've been playing some Call of Duty Cold War. They finally fixed the crashing glitch mostly. It still happens occasionally, but it's been much more repaired. So it happens way less frequently, which is much better. <laughs> that um, is good. We'll have to cop on and play because I have some ideas on stuff we should do there. So we'll have to hop Oh yeah, 100%. Um, and then finally, of course, Wasteland 3, like you said, just been having fun with that. We'll have to do another round of that sometime this week, which will be fun. Um, but oh, that's been all really for games. How about you? Is that all for games really this week? I think so. Honestly, I might, I can't think of any other games I've really played. Um, I know, I've been pretty undiverse this week. Yeah, I've, I've had a I've games. had a really busy week and like weekend, so like I haven't really been able to do much and hop on for a whole lot. Yeah. Um. So no Minecraft this week from either of us. I yeah, Minecraft is I haven't been too much on to Minecraft lately. It's just, just been it was funny because I saw a TikTok else. the other day where it's like I saw a TikTok the other day and it's like. Um, Minecraft is one of those games where it's like you hard play it for like two three weeks. And then you just kind of grow away for it from like six for like six months, and then it's like you see something, and then you get dragged back in for another two three weeks of like hardcore grinding, and then you just like it's like an on and off kind of game where it's like you're off of it for so long, and then you hard grind it out of nowhere for just weeks, and it's like you know that kind of makes sense, but at the same time it's like I hard like I kind of quit playing for a while and then i started again back in like march i started yeah. really playing again and then the update came the nether update came out and then i kept playing and playing and playing and then like the last few months i definitely haven't been playing as much i kind of grow away from it oh, so yeah. but you always end up back at it that's just kind of how it is oh yeah <laughs> it's yeah minecraft and call of duty oh, are my weakness minecraft. 
Dude, Minecraft and Call of Duty are my weakness games, honestly. Oh yeah, 100%, I agree. <laughs> if we ever grow big enough where, like, we're getting recognized at, like, gaming events or whatever, yeah. if anyone ever brings me anything, like, Minecraft or Call of Duty related that's either funny or cute or just anything like that, <laughs> I am, like, there's a hundred percent chance i cannot turn it up down because of like oh my gosh those are like those games are like my my kryptonite and it just it's tough like i i can't like those games are they're uh, they're too much a part of me they're too much oh, me. Yeah. so i get that so it's hey, well, I think that's... so it's fun no uh, it's just it very much oh yeah 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 um so i think that's all for the intro huh yeah, I think I kind of dragged it along a bit. Should we lead them to the next section with fun interval music for $2? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. See you guys on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. We are back from our break. I hope you guys enjoyed that little music. Pause. Um, so next in our uh, agenda of podcasts, we have channel updates. Um, Bryce, do you want to lead us off on uh, what's been going on with you? Yeah, I can start the start the jazz session. You know how I like playing instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this week for B2 Gaming, we just have like some fun stuff. We have a few Twitch streams have gone on now, and we've gotten a handful of followers off of those, which has been really fun. Uh, with the Discord that we host, like we host the show on there, and we host Minecraft World Expansion, uh, we ju- we have general sections of it, obviously, just for the fans. And so that Discord has been slowly getting on its feet, um, just getting some random people both from the internet and from both of our channels and all kinds of stuff on there which has been nice and so hopefully we'll continue to see that grow if you guys want to check that out that's obviously in the description as well i always keep that down there um and then with other stuff going on we have some oh me personally i've been endeavoring into some job opportunities and uh also been looking for some growth within the twitch and youtube space just checking up on what's happening and doing all kinds of stuff like that which is super fun so I've been endeavoring into that just to help uh, fuel our pages and our podcasts and the YouTube channels and everything a little bit more. Um, and I just started a new No Man's Sky series that I think I'll be running on a separate little uh, treadmill that I just called No Man's Sky Capitalism, which is just where I kind of honestly just go into the game and just try to be as lucrative as possible and just make like as much money as possible to be like crazy rich in the game that's kind of just the premise of it um which sounds kind of dumb and flat whenever you're looking at it from a little bit of an uh outside perspective but you have to go watch the streams to really understand because it's really fun it can be very um creative and like i'm open to having guests and stuff so i'm sure trevor will appear on there i think i had riley on for like an hour at one point um 
And so it is just a very fun like side series, and that's on the character that uh, me and you started independently during that one stream. And so obviously another thing is I do want to maybe restart No Man's Sky and do kind of like a um, kind of honestly low-key kind of like an SMP almost tethered series where me and you and maybe we grab our friends and we like work on colonizing the universe one planet or one solar system at a time which would be really fun um and i think that would just be interesting because i like i said we learned that we can have multiple bases on one planet and so i think it'd just be fun to have people kind of both have people just run across those because obviously usually how the servers work is bases appear on most servers as long as you're located on the same server so a lot of like random xbox people would probably end up coming across our huge uh terraformed planets which i think would be interesting uh but also as long as we all save near the same location i believe that it will always put you back into the same server area so every time that any of us log in independently just to build up stuff or just to work on some stuff before the next stream or the next episode um we'll all just kind of like see all of our huge builds and anything that each one of us has done independently which is really cool and then also as we all progress in the story in those playthroughs um you know we'll have like six or seven freighters above whatever planet we're currently working on we'll probably all have our own exo vehicles inside of the thing which is really cool and just lots of stuff like that i think it would be really interesting just to see what happens because i think that we'll probably tether less to doing the story with every single person in the stream um but i'm sure me and you will kind of progress through the story simultaneously more than likely but i yeah but anybody else in the stream obviously we won't force them to if they don't want to or if they just don't have enough time to be on our schedules or whatever but the main point I think that I want to center the series around is just honestly us getting our friends and maybe even viewers at one point or another um, and just colonize some of these planets really nicely because I just think that it is a fun little endeavor on the side. And I also think it is just an interesting series because I haven't seen any like No Man's Sky quote unquote SMPs or anything like that. And I haven't really seen that style. Most people go in either solo or just as a duo. And so I think it would be interesting to see like a whole planet cultivated by people because they also now have 32 player multiplayer. So you can have 32 people in one congruent session. And so that's another thing is that's pretty much our roof. And I honestly don't think we'll hit that. (laughs) We'll probably light the server if we manage to get 32 people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. Obviously, we don't know like the technical limitations, but like since they have that possibility, I'm thinking that we're never going to hit that roof. And so I kind of am encouraged to see how close we can get. <laughs> yeah, that would be actually really cool. I was actually just thinking of, um, like, as you were talking, I was just thinking of a random idea. What if um, we got a big group of us and we mm-hmm. set up, like, on one ba- like one area where we just have a massive base and we dig yeah. down as far as possible and from there we just kind of expand out and just make, like, on that very bottom layer just a big crater with our base inside of it yeah so it's like um like when a, uh, an asteroid or something hits a planet and just leaves that giant crater something like yeah. that and then just in the middle of it, it's like our base i think that would be kind of cool to do oh yeah we can like that's the thing is kind of the um our imagination is the limit 
because there is seemingly i think that it's technically not infinite star systems but like i during some of the story mission you have to explore very certain parts of the solar system and through doing those obviously i don't want to spoil anything for you but during those you really get to see that even though speaking from a technical perspective it isn't infinite speaking from a practical perspective i can guarantee you that we will never cultivate every single solar system and so our imagination is the theoretical limit <laughs> i got you i got you that'd be really cool yeah so i think that's an awesome idea i definitely think that, that would be fun for us it'd be very a very tedious project because of how long oh, it yeah. would take but i think in the end it would be really worth it <laughs> Oh yeah, and they've even, like, in this last update, I just learned, I, I, like, looked into every update that they've had, just to see, like, their, uh, trajectory, and it seems like they're pretty courteous to building, because in the last update, they added tons of new planets with new species and new possibilities and, uh, edited world terrain and other stuff like that. And so it seems like whenever they do big updates like that, where they update the terrain and animals, instead of destroying old builds or resetting the whole universe, they kind of just go in and add more planets to just cultivate it more. And so theoretically, or at least the present that they've already set, we will never have to worry about our progress getting reversed. <laughs> that would be very handy. Uh, I, I would not like if my progress got taken out. So, the president that they've set, I think that that would be, like, this is a safe game for us to do something like that, which is nice. <laughs> oh yeah, very, very much so. <clears throat> but yeah, that's honestly, that's all I've got going on on my channel. <clears throat> so just two new No Man's Sky series. I should say I'm still promising more Minecraft World expansion, because it's been a little bit dry with me posting. Um, so I think probably my videos coming up next week, will I'll at least have one minecraft world expansion episode uh but aside from that i'm planning on starting two new Ma no man's sky episodes still working on channel growth and i encourage everybody who enjoys the podcast to go join our discord as well because you can obviously chat and ping us in there if you want to add any ideas or do anything and yeah that's all that i have really going on what's going on over in uh the penguins zone <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, first off, if you're going to say in my area, I think you got to say in the igloo. Please keep it, like, oh, sorry. You know, I don't know, I, you know, it's good. I just got to keep, like, you know, keep a theme, you know? I think it would work very well. Um, yeah. Um, so, basically, there's not a whole lot more kind of the same thing on continuing Twitch streams. I have more videos coming out on YouTube, um, I think, for the next week maybe i'm not quite sure exactly uh, i'd have to look because i have a lot of stuff on um on hold ready to be put up so i got more stuff coming out too um with that i've got more i've got some ideas that um i'd like to brainstorm between you and a bunch of other people for um at the moment mainly minecraft but yeah i'm sure as time goes on we'll have more expansion that we can go to uh, in terms of like going to like different games to do stuff like this or just different games to play um so like minecraft i kind of want to start like a series um i'm still debating whether i want to do that on bedrock or java i kind of want to do it on java just because 
um, Java would just be like one of those where I could uh, put a bunch of add-ons or something to change the game or run mods through it to um, kind of change the way the game is and make it a little more extra, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to give it that like extra kick or something to make it a little more interesting to watch. Um, yeah. And then kind of like do some streams like streams probably wouldn't be for this series that would be a little like side kind of thing or a little something like uh different uh i'd like to try and get a bunch of people together and i would like to try doing like some kind of games with a bunch of people so oh, yeah. uh, we could go we could either set it up in the um on our own personal smp or we could do it on like a creative world, just um, something to like something interesting, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Set it up differently, because uh, I think what I want to do is try and do some like try not to laugh kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. Where we try and make each other laugh, and it's like if you make someone laugh, you get a point, and this and that, and like obviously we can set up the rules how like kind of we want, and like really go for them and have a good time with it. I think it'd be I think that would be really something fun that we could do um, yeah it's obviously a matter of can we get enough people because if it's just us as fun as that would be you know it's a little more challenging like to have more people and it just make it a little more fun because you get a more wider variety of jokes um, oh yeah and obviously like you don't have to come up with them you could do you could go on like reddit or whatever and just like do like search up jokes as well um but like oh, your yeah. goal is obviously to do this and that and i think it'd be kind of interesting to expand and do more stuff like uh what past youtubers have done and you know just make something like bring it up to date like you know there's a lot that's gone on since a lot of youtubers have done that so i think it'd be kind of cool to um start up uh doing that again and then uh obviously like there's more new fun jokes that you can tell or something like that but we also have to keep oh, it to yeah. a limit because we want youtube to like us <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah ad revenue is negotiable <laughs> yeah um it's not a whole lot else i just got like as i already mentioned like new games um for videos and streams possibly um obviously you and i are more searching a lot more on game pass um, oh, yeah. And a lot a lot has been going on there. So there's a lot of games that we can definitely go on and stream or play or whatever. So we have a lot lot, lot of opportunities uh, yet to come. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe yeah. uh, sometime this weekend we could get a few streams or record some videos or do something throughout the weekend and uh, get stuff up because I know I want to be a little prepared because... Um, I have my next hit. So, for those of you who watched last week's episode, episode four, um, which I don't even know if the, what the time schedule is for uploading these. To be honest, it's we're so off track because of we've had so much going on. So that's on yeah, our. We're uh, trying to rebound. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on getting back on schedule, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so my next hint is. Florida. So if you remember last week, last week's hint and this week's hint, if you put them together, 
that's pretty much like it, that giveaway, but you know, um, I guess next, I guess either next week or the week after I'll kind of reveal what's going to happen there, I guess. So, um, this week's hint is Florida, so we'll see if That's so uh, funny that I didn't it. know what... That's so funny that I had no idea what you were talking about last time you talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like we t- I mentioned it <laughs> how many times, too. I don't know why, like, it wasn't even that I didn't remember. It's just that I didn't line up the dots in my head for some reason. I was totally out of left field. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I didn't really tell you I was going to uh, leave hints either, so that's... Oh, that's yeah, and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, everything's been going pretty well. I have a new... I have a zombies uh, video that I want to get up from Call of Duty. I have to go in and um, cut out some parts and everything, so I have to go through that yet. But I love that should be up I, uh, shortly. I loved that one kid that we played with that night on zombies. Yeah, he was pretty. I kind of, I it was so fun to play with him, but like, oh my god, his mic kept cutting out for me. So half the oh, time yeah. I had to keep asking like him to repeat himself because I couldn't understand the thing he was saying. Yeah, COD doesn't have a very good in-game mic system. <laughs> it usually does. I think it was just like it was just an error with like his mic or something because usually it has a fairly good one. It's not always the best, but it's fairly good. So yeah. And then I, I played after you left, and I, I found some great, funny people. I really wish, honestly, sadly, most of them were on PlayStation, so I was like, dang it. I was like, that's sad. I was like, we need some good Xbox people on our side for COD streams and stuff. <laughs> well, you can always add them on Call of Duty and play with them on there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, and then this is one that I was think I've been thinking about this for a little while. Um, so I'm going to obviously have to run this through you. Um, but I was thinking, um, it's like, obviously we don't have to do it like this exact moment, but I was thinking, uh, we could start up a joint, uh, TikTok page where we can post like funny things from our streams or, uh, make like funny clips or whatever. Um, obviously for like you guys and stuff and also to try and help promote our channel a bit, our channels a bit. Um, so I was then kind of thinking we could start up a TikTok page where we can go on and post random funny things or highlight clips or um, funny moments from videos or whatever. So, Oh yeah, I, I like thinking. that. I was thinking we could start that up. I actually just got off TikTok. I finally deleted the app. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so now I could re-download it for just professional use. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But, like, obviously, you can use, like, comedic uh, use there, too. Um, Oh, yeah. I think in terms of when it comes to TikTok, though, uh, when it comes to, like, following people, we'd probably follow, um, obviously, like, we'd we'd probably follow my main um, TikTok, like, my own personal one. Um, Yeah. And then we'd probably follow, like, some of the bigger guys and kind of see what they do or, like, react to some of that stuff and do stuff there, too, so... Um, I was about to say, we should probably... a lot of different things, so... Oh, yeah, and I was about to say, we should probably just keep in the professional aura, so obviously we'll probably follow, because I know Xbox has one, so we'll probably follow Xboxes, and then we'll follow some, like, bigger gamers that we agree with in the way that they do their channels and stuff. Yeah, because I know, <clears> like... 
not all of them post stuff. Um, sometimes some of them post like some funny clips or whatever from uh, streams or whatever. So we'll have to. We can probably do some sort of like duetting or something like that, where it's something a little interesting to mix it up, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, but, I agree. But I think it'd be kind of interesting to start up like a like our own community um, TikTok for us to kind of share our viewpoints or you know um, kind of help promote stuff. So if like uh, say one of us gets a sponsorship deal or something on a, a video, we can kind of go on TikTok like let people know hey go check out, out this video there's a sponsor or whatever and you know kind of help promote that video there because you know chances of seeing getting something seen on tiktok is a lot higher <laughs> yes yeah so, we'll have to oh, yeah. go with that so and we still have to like finally finish configuring because i know that we've been on and off about this because we've just been trying to work it out um and it's just hard with everything else going on <clears throat> but we do have to finally eventually pull the trigger and like officially configure what our kind of like network is that we're both interconnected through because we both we obviously both independently run our channels but obviously world expansion um all the stuff that we do conjoined and then all the people in world expansion like they're all under a network quote unquote but we haven't really pinned down what we're going to call that or what that is (laughs) So we should probably tackle that eventually, especially since we'll be making that TikTok. <laughs> Just kind of how like Dream SMP has Dream SMP group, which is kind of a, it's one of the, it's one of the dumber named ones, honestly, which I was thinking about the other day. Like it sounds very like, I don't know. It's not like, it's a, it's a very literal name because Dream collaborated it and created it. But it also puts a lot of pressure on him because if he does anything wrong, then obviously the Dream SMP group kind of gets a bad reflection on it. While if you have things like um, like Team 10 with, uh, what's his face? Um, oh my gosh, what is it? Is, it the, is that Jake Paul's crew? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Um but there's lots of things like team 10 they have no official association with anybody in their group even though it was formed by one of them you don't really know well everybody knows who formed it but there's no like official titling of who formed it and so if something happens and the person who founded team 10 gets under controversy team 10 itself doesn't fall apart because it's kind of its own entity even though it was founded by somebody so like we could call it like the b2 gaming group or the penguin group or the igloo or something like that but those kind of names it's like a community thing like it's like you know you join it you get entered in and stuff like that so it's just something kind of cool i just like that because it's like you know it's obviously like an igloo is like a a structure type thing so you know people enter it and they kind of stay a while so i just kind of like oh yeah thought of that and it's like you know it goes with the whole winter theme and like penguins are like living well i know but i'm just saying whenever you follow whenever you create a group under that if anything ever happens to you that group will get poorly reflected on because it's very obvious who formed that group like team 10 is just 10 members joined together it has no association with the person who formed it the igloo obviously it has an off off lot association to you because it's not you don't like you're not called penguin igloo or anything like that 
So there's no direct naming association, but there's still just a mild association that like it puts a lot of the problem really isn't that I'm scared that you're going to make any mistakes. <laughs> the problem is it puts a lot of pressure on you to kind of stand above the rest because if anything happens to you, it reflects poorly on all of us. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I worry about when forming a group is just I don't like putting that pressure on anybody. Like I wouldn't want to put that pressure on myself or you or anybody else in our group. Like I wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to call it the Fox group either because that uh, puts a lot of pressure on four stacks because that's his emblem as he uses foxes for everything. Yeah. <clears throat> so like that's a you know like the Fox crew or something like that would be cute, but then that puts a lot of pressure on him and his channel to stand above the rest. <laughs> and so that's the only thing I get nervous about. And so that's why I wanna like I think that we should go into that critically at some point and ponder what a good name is. And honestly, if any of the listeners have any good names as well, we're always open to suggestions. We'll give a shout out. <laughs> yeah, I know I have a Instagram page. Um, I haven't posted anything since like back in March, but I have an Instagram page for my YouTube channel. And I just haven't yeah. gone through and posted anything because I, I forget I have it half the time. So I have to. I definitely need to go through that and start posting more there to kind of help promote there too. Because you know, there's a chance you can get people can see you on Instagram as well. So you know, oh, yeah. I obviously have to go through there, and I, I can do like little updates or like stuff that's going on in my life, like you know, I get a raise or something, or like today I got a certificate because you know at my job I. Past 90 days so they gave me a certificate and a free lunch bag <laughs> Aw, so proud <laughs> so and it's like you know i could do like little updates on like my life or like you know if like i'm gonna go on a trip or something or like go i don't know do something i could post up on my like, story or like upload video pictures and videos and stuff just, just random stuff you know Oh yeah, and that's why everybody probably always checks <clears throat> down in our description. I have to get your Twitter also for our description eventually. I have to work um, on it, so don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Um, but I... Yeah. But I have my personal Twitter listed under B2 Gaming because I am the head of the channel, and so I always uh, associate the channel with myself and vice versa. Um, and obviously I always take comments and suggestions and anything through there because obviously that is you giving me suggestions and then I give my channel suggestions. Um, but I have thought about forming like an official, uh, Twitter for my channel just because the other premise I always say is whenever people ask for my Instagram, I always give them the predestined that my, or, um, sorry, my Twitter, um, is that my Twitter is my personal Twitter. And so sometimes, obviously, the majority of the time I just talk about <clears throat> the projects I'm doing. I talk about my professional life. Um, and I would never put anything on my Twitter that I wouldn't want anybody in the professional sector or anybody else to see. But at the same time, I it's not B2 Gaming Twitter. It's Bryce's Twitter. So sometimes I do put some thoughts, feelings, and also I just randomly tweet out some funny things sometimes. That is not always fully associated with my channel. Because last night I had a little thing over that. Um, somebody was tweeting at me. And I forgot what it was all about. But I just, obviously, you know how I do politics and other stuff like that. And so I just, I was uh, retweeting like NPR or somebody. It was somebody random. 
and I didn't even actually comment on the retweet. I just retweeted them. Uh, but somebody reached out to me and they were like, oh, does this reflect on your channel? And I was like, gosh, no. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, this is my personal Twitter. I do this jazz myself. I was like, this isn't a reflection on any of my projects. <laughs> and so that was the thing that I, I've never had that happen before. I've ever, never actually had anybody go to my like Instagram, Twitter or anything and try to associate like my channel and me. Because normally I say I obviously sponsor my channel, but my ch- channel technically doesn't sponsor me. Because <laughs> my channel is like its own entity, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Um, and so I I have had to, it's on the to-do list now that I'm going to create an official Twitter for B2 Gaming. So that only things that are affiliated with B2 Gaming will be on there. And then if you're interested in me more as a person, you can go to my personal Twitter. <laughs> So that is an endeavor that I have to go into. I forgot to tell you about that yesterday. I was going to tell you. Uh, but it was, it was really late at night, so I knew you were sleeping. So I was I just put it on the to-do list to tell you eventually. <laughs> if you do want to know my Twitter, it is uh, mini underscore penguin with two N's at the end. We love that penguin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some, like, some YouTubers and stuff do that too, so... Oh yeah, I always like the YT. That's what I did for Twitch because I have no idea who has B2 Gaming on Twitch. But whoever you are, I'm angry at you because I never needed to do the YT anywhere else because B2 Gaming was a pretty original name. Um, but somebody snatched it on Twitch at some point before me, and I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> I would have done that with my Twitter, but it's like it would make no sense because I stream to Twitch and upload to Twitter. So to like do that, just like it would be like, yeah. But at the same time, like, it would just kind of take away, you know, because... Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, eventually, B2 Gaming Twitter will be down in all my descriptions, everybody, so don't worry. Um, but, obviously, I'm never going to make my Twitter private or anything, because, like I said, that Twitter is 90% professional with just an undertone of knowing that it is personal, so sometimes I will tweet out some things that people may not mark as professional or may not mark as something that they agree with or anything else. Because even some of my jokes are, they're hilarious, but sometimes people just get triggered by them for no reason. And you've heard my jokes. I'm not a very, like, in all of my correctness, my jokes are, like, the thing that stem away from being offensive. (laughs) Occasionally, I have something that's a little sketchy, but most of the time, I'm pretty good with my humor. (laughs) Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. I won't I won't act like I'm a saint. I'm sure that there's been one or two times I definitely could have played something off a little more graceful. <laughs> yeah, that's overall, I consider like the internet. Whatever you post, like whether it's like nothing wrong with it, like it's like just a harmless picture or something, like someone's gonna find some reason to make it to turn it against you and make it bad. Like that's the only that's the issue with the internet nowadays. Oh yeah. And like I said, that's the funniest thing about that whole Twitter situation is like, I would have understood it if I retweeted something and then commented something personal with it, like added a comment to the retweet, just because that, you know, I could maybe say something that somebody just doesn't agree with, which I understand. Um, But the act of retweeting, I feel like is spreading news, but it's also not always fully making a comment on what the news story or the subject or whatever might have been like. Um, Like I always retweet whenever... David Fry tweets out about a um, Minecraft Bedrock beta. That's not me saying that I'm the Bedrock beta developer or that I got the first news of the beta. That's just me spreading 
the information that the beta is being released. <laughs> so, you know, like that's an example of that's no direct commentary from me. That's just me telling everybody that the beta is out. <laughs> and so you can go download the beta if you want, or if you don't like the beta, you can just stay on the current edition. Like me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's the thing. I was like, I think that that's an irritating thing is whenever people come for you for your ret- retweets, but also whatever, like, you know, people are going to be how they are. And so I will create a professional Twitter so that B2 gaming only is associated with things that it wants to be associated with. <laughs> Just so nobody can attack it for my personal views. <laughs> there you, you go. Yeah, I'll do it for everybody. But yeah, I think that's, is that all that you got going on really for this channel, this uh, round of channel updates? Um, I would think so. There's not a whole lot else. Um... That's all the jazz you got going on this week? For the most part, yeah. Okay, same with me. I got everything pretty much out. I am excited for that No Man's Sky series. I would suggest everybody to go enjoy that. (laughs) Alright, we're going to take a short break. Hope you guys enjoy this short little uh, music clip. I have no clue Bryce is editing this, so he can do all the work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm also going to put my vocals over it if I earn a million dollars right now. Hold on, I'm going to check my bank account. Okay, I did not, so it's just music. Okay. okay, well, it has to be uploaded before you can actually check it, smart one. Well, no, I was gonna—I was just going to check it right now and just see if I made a th- million dollars out of nowhere, but <laughs> sadly, I did not. <laughs> Alright, So. Uh, enjoy this short little break. We'll be back with you guys in just a sec. See you in a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Section 3, Gaming News of the Week. So, we got some pretty interesting titles and some pretty interesting things to talk about. Uh, I think they're interesting. Anyways. I guess we'll find out when we start talking about them. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I'm going to let Bryce kind of take over on this because he's better at doing the uh, news section anyways than I am. So... Take it away, Bryce boy. I'm news radical. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Um, and this week, we just got some, honestly, some just pretty fun news. I think we only got one, like, blast story that I threw in here because I'm sad about it. <laughs> but everything well, else is pretty... Surprise. I I think everything else is pretty fun and pippy for this week, which is really nice. Because last week, I think, it was either last week or the week before, we had, like, the... Uh, Minecraft Earth shutting down and all the Microsoft stuff and just blah blah. I think like it was the... the week before. It was a while ago. So. All the crappy jazz. Um, but now Things we got are a lot. Starting to look up for 2021. Yes. Sort of. Well, I think we. I guess gold is also kind of a negative one, but it's good for us. It's just sad for the few minutes that it was different. <laughs> yeah. So first, big news story, we got the Hitman 3 launch trailer gives a view of too many kills. Um, <clears throat> this was from Game Informer by Joe Juba. Uh, this was just, I threw this in there just because Hitman is now officially out and about in the world. Um, it launched on January 20th, so it's been out for about 8 days now, which is really awesome. 
Um, it's been out for a few days by the set of this podcast too. Um, and honestly, it, this is just a big, awesome deal. Like this is a big add-on to the series. The the series was always slated to be a trilogy, and so this will be tying the end of the Hitman series for now. Uh, they said that the Hitman. Um, what do, what do you want to officially call it? The Hitman name will not be probably finished here. <clears throat> but just the trilogy of a- Agent... Oh, I can't remember his name. But the agent that's featured in Hitman 3. Um, th- this is the end of his chronological story and everything. Uh, in the game, you get to actually visit the all the locations from Hitman 2 and Hitman 1. All remastered in their new engine. And I don't know if we threw it on here or not. No, I don't think we did. But they're also adding ray tracing to it eventually they officially announced that so on the xbox series s and x you'll be able to do ray tracing as well and i believe the ps5 will probably be getting it as well um but that is just commentary from me because i i didn't actually see any official stories about that so that's really cool hitman 3 is really exciting didn't you say that you wanted to check out hitman 3 trevor yeah i did i'm still debating it like still pondering yeah Cause it's, like, it's a good series. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'm probably gonna see and wait. Cause like, I'm gonna, I'll probably wait and see what my uh, my check looks like when I get paid next week. So, <laughs> well, probably gotta make sure that Hitman cash is in there. Well, I mean, I got holiday pay for um, last Monday. Being, yeah. um, I guess that's considered a holiday now. I didn't really know it was considered holiday pay. But Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, at my at my job anyway, is considered holiday pay now. So for last Monday, I got 30 hours for Monday alone. So Ooh. not to mention like the 24, 26, I think, hours of overtime for last week alone. Dang, that's what we call yeah. Blizzard Cash. Yeah. Which is nice, because it's like, I get double time and a half, which is, you know, I work 12 hours, so that's double and a half, so yeah. that's 30, and then for being a holiday, we get, like, a bonus, like, I think 100 or something, I think we do, I don't quite remember, but I think we get, like, some sort of, like, extra, like, little bonus, because we worked that day, um, so it's, like, it's just payday for us and it's just be amazing to see that paycheck roll in oh yeah 100% um I I don't know if I'm gonna check out Hitman I played the original Hitman I didn't play Hitman 2 and I wasn't super into Hitman 1 but I also didn't hate it and so I'm thinking probably they've perfected kind of the Hitman formula and stuff by now because it sounds like I this could, game uh... is really I could Enjoyable. buy it and I'll play it and I'll let you know if it's any good. I could take the hit. Yeah. No, I would. I would want to like purchase it with you almost, just power through it together. Um, I mean, I I don't think it, it's not a multiplayer game, so I think no. You know, I I don't know because like obviously I haven't played either of them. I think I've definitely seen videos of them. Um, yeah. From past YouTube from like YouTubers doing them in the past, but it's like I haven't played them. Um, because I don't think I remember really what the like the name of the game at the time, um, because it was a while ago. But it, I definitely have seen them now that I think about it. And so, um, 
It'd be interesting, you know. Oh yeah, and that's why I want to play it kind of is because I did enjoy. Well, like I guess I should say I was indifferent about the original Hitman. Like I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it at all. Like it had nothing bad. It just had nothing that kept me wanting to replay it or do anything like that. And it didn't so, catch your attention like mo- like some games do. Yeah, it didn't like fully absorb me. It wasn't like a No Man's Sky or a Minecraft. It wasn't um, necessarily like your style <clears throat> of game, essentially. Well, I wouldn't even say that. It's just uh, how it was implemented was just like because it was a pick. It's kind of a it's kind of a uh, RPG in a way, but it doesn't have any vocal lines. It just has a lot of different ways that you can do stuff and a lot of different endings. Um, but it's it's very linear though because the end goal is always the same. It's just how you get there is different. And so I think that's why I was like indifferent about it. And also, Hitman One was a while ago, and so I was also a little bit of a different taste back then. Like I didn't really enjoy games that had complex thinking like that. And so I think now, being the person I am, I would enjoy it way more than I did back in the day. Because <laughs> back in the day, I just kind of played it, and I was like, "Wow, this takes a lot of brain power. I don't think I want to use this much of my mind right now." <laughs> And so I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, getting older, like your game style and everything, like everything changes. So at oh, the yeah. time, it probably just you just didn't understand much of it. So. Yeah, and I can't even remember if it was Xbox 360 or Xbox One. When was Hitman One released? Because <laughs> if it was 360, that makes a lot of sense. But if it was One, oh, okay, interesting. What? It's 2016, which I'm guessing would have been, yeah, it's just Xbox One. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not really sure why I didn't super like it then, because I started to get into those games whenever I got the Xbox One. So it must have just not have been my cup of tea. (laughs) It could also like depend on what you were doing at that time, too, because that would have been... We would have been, what, 8th grade? So, you know. Youth. Youth, yeah. Back the middle school years are always the toughest. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, definitely gonna check that out again. And so that news story will obviously, obviously, be linked below with the uh, official launch trailer, which is definitely worth a watch. Um, and I think the article is pretty cute. It's just a recap of the Hitman. Well, not a recap, but it's just an overview of the Hitman series and where this one's heading. Um, the next story is a little bit more imperative to us. Uh, no changes to Xbox Live Gold pricing, free-to-play games to be unlocked, updated. This is from Xbox Wire and from the Xbox Live Gold team. Uh, so this was originally a story to or a article to announce that Xbox Live was going to double its prices uh, yearly and monthly, and then there was such a large backlash on Twitter. And other social medias along with, I'm guessing they probably received a few personal emails and whatever about it, uh, that they actually went back to the same article, changed the title from Xbox Live Gold Pricing Updates to No Changes to Xbox Live Gold Pricing and Free-to-Play Games Being Unlocked. Uh, and no tea, no shade to Xbox. It was, it was a power move probably from them. Uh, I do not think it was the best move for them. And I think that it's good that they backtracked but in the positive light, 
they also extended it to match what PS Plus does now. And so now all free games like Fortnite and uh, Call of Duty... Uh, what is their multiplayer called? Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and other free-to-play games like that that have multiplayer implementation actually won't require gold to play them. So if something happens and your gold runs out or you just get a new Xbox and you don't know if you're going to want to play gold or play online, um, you can download games like that, test it out, see how the online service is, and then you can buy gold for the paid games like Call of Duty uh, Cold War, No Man's Sky, Wasteland 3, and all kinds of other games like that. Yes, uh, name then, games that we play, don't name games that we don't play. Because well, <laughs> I don't know games that we don't play. <laughs> There's a lot of games that we don't play. I know, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. I know, uh, there's like games like Overwatch that you don't play, that I play. Oh, there you go. There's, like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of games. Like, don't. So I can't really get everything in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, on. <laughs> but on top of that, they also announced that Xbox Live will be remaining at the same prices that it's always been at for at least the entire Xbox One generation. So $10 a month, $25 for three months, uh, $40 for six months, and $60 for a year. Um, I think honestly the biggest deal with all of this was that they pretty much got rid of 12 months and they knocked six months up to $60 and they doubled everything else. And so Xbox Live Gold was going to be $120 a year instead of $60, which was a pretty big deal. Uh, oh, wow. X Also, Xbox Live Gold. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, guess what I just found out? What? Xbox Live is the same age as us. It is 18 years old. Jeez. Wow. That is so crazy. I love that. So whenever I die, <laughs> Xbox Live Gold will be over 100 years old. Well, Xbox Live, not Xbox Live Gold. Oh, yeah, Xbox Live. Um, that is so crazy. That's so funny. I didn't even know that. Wow, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, so prices are staying the same. Free-to-play games are now fully free-to-play on the Xbox platform. And so now I think we have perfect synergy with PlayStation Plus. And so the only difference is that um, Game Pass is <coughs> a little bit better <coughs> than their game services. Oh uh, I Dude, think let's so. Not, let's not start a war. <laughs> you're going to start a war uh, that you're going to end up losing. Let's not do that. No, we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so Xbox Live Gold will be remaining the same and all games are free to play, which is really awesome to hear. Uh, there's a second article... Yes, there's a second article da- down below that one from Business Insider. Let me name drop them. Uh, Microsoft reverses Xbox Live Gold pricing hike after a fan backlash. This is from Business, um, Business Insider by Grace Dean. Uh, and this is an article that I just wanted to link just explaining what happened, where the backlash was, why they decided to do full free-to-play, and all that stuff because I obviously don't want to bore any viewers who don't want to hear the whole spiel about every single part of that (laughs) so how do you feel about all this i know you'd be glad to rant about it but let's we're gonna save ourselves because we have a lot more stories to go through too so yeah i want to save the viewers precious ears because i know all of you 
all of you want to have some extra mileage on your ears after this episode, hopefully. So <laughs> let's not use up all your mileage for the day on one story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do wonder, Trevor, how do you feel about um, this whole story with Xbox and everything? Um, with Xbox Live, I should say specifically. It's... I don't really know, I guess. Like, it's interesting, to be fair. Uh, but there's really, like... I don't really know what to take from it. Uh, would you have been mad if they would have kept it the same? Or I should say, like, kept the price hikes? I, I pro- Yeah, I definitely would have. I probably wouldn't have... Like, I probably would have canceled my subscription because, like... That's really expensive. Um... Like for anyone's sake, I like I don't care how much money like someone makes on a month, like that to pay a hundred twenty dollars for a year of gold is very, very expensive in my eyes. Oh yeah. Um, and it like I'm sure it it'll eventually get there when like they really need to help need that extra help to like really push out to get better stuff. But, like, they own so many, like, they have so many companies that they own or partner with that I think that they can kind of, like, piggyback from that. And I think, um, like, their whole system, like, their Game Pass system that's going on. Yeah. Um, I think they're, aren't they adding another service here soon? Well, it's just rumored. We, I think we talked about it last week that it's rumored that Ubisoft Plus will be joining it. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Um, so, like, there's, there's a chance that that's going to, if that if that happens like that's another company that's pulling in money to help support them as well so i really feel like like they're already making quite a lot of money because of all the stuff that people buy because obviously when they like sell games and people buy games they don't get the full profit but they do get a small profit from each game like each copy of that game sold so to like up their gold price is just ridiculous and a lot of people are gonna probably quit buying games or quit playing or quit paying for gold because like they already spend enough because i mean most new games that come out are 60 70 dollars uh yeah so to increase that so you're paying 60 70 bucks for the game and then another like 10 bucks for the for gold i mean there's 70 80 bucks right there that you have to pay well if they increase the amount of gold like paying 120 bucks for a year plus another six so you're paying pretty much like 200 dollars to play a game for a year yeah which is ridiculous because like that's just way too much oh yeah and i think the other thing is there is a fair fight for like xbox sells the series x at a loss and so it does take take some cuts there um, and then obviously they do host all these games on their platform, but they do take away, I think it's like 15% on each sale. Yeah. Um, so they do probably take away a little bit of a profit, but I'm guessing that margin isn't large. So that's where a lot of the fight comes from. But I think the main thing that we have to concentrate on is Xbox bought out millions of, or um, yeah, thousands of dollars of studios. And yeah, that's a lot of money, but on those games xbox takes away a hundred percent of the profit so halo forza um all the games on game pass they don't have to pay those companies like quote unquote they don't have to pay them for every sale they they have on game pass yeah because they own them 
and so, so that's like, the thing is like the profit regardless. Plus, yeah. like you gotta remember, every game, like I'm pretty sure, like ninety percent of games that have come out have some sort of like um, add-on packs, like mod packs, resource packs, like something to give the game a little extra boost. And I mean, that's just more money that they're making as well. Yeah, so. I was about to say they still take a cut off of that as well. So yeah, that's the thing. Is like they do make a lot of profit, and so I think, <clears throat> I think the models that they have now are honestly really good. I think eventually the strategy will just be to get rid of gold and go with all Game Pass Ultimate and just keep Game Pass Ultimate at the same price because they'll have enough balance of first-party studios that they'll still always probably make profit off of that even as games get more expensive. And so I think that's honestly the strat. And I think that's what they were trying to do here is push everybody to Game Pass Ultimate. But they shouldn't have done it this way. They should have either just got rid of gold or done something else that would give Game Pass Ultimate more value to let people naturally transfer to gold. Because like you said, it is a lot of money. Game Pass Ultimate is a lot of money, even though you get a lot for it. Um, And gold, honestly, comparing it to PC where everything is quote-unquote free, um, even stampling in the cost that it does take, you still pay a lot less on PC to play games than you do on Xbox and PlayStation. And so gold was already kind of uh, pricey. And I really don't think doubling the price is helping its case at all. (laughs) It really isn't. And it's like, I I do like the fact that they're trying to push everyone to Game Pass Ultimate alone um, and kind of remove gold. But at the same time, like, I feel like before they just, like go ahead and try and do something i feel like they what they need to do is try and like push out on asking like do maybe do trial stuff um send out like like some sort of like community thing try and get the community's feedback on like how they should like if there's a specific way they want to like the community wants something done or like see what the community is thought because like they're doing this for their their play for like who owns their consoles so wouldn't it make yeah. sense for their users to be able to like want what they want because it's like obviously like you don't want what your company wants you want what your users want because otherwise you're just gonna lose a lot of users if you're not pertaining to what they want because oh yeah they're using your product you don't want what you like <laughs> I'm losing myself right now. <laughs> um, you, no, don't wanna, right, yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to. You want to cater to your platform. Way. Yeah. Yeah. You want. You want to cater to the people that actually use the product, not just what's going to make every bit of profit for you. <clears throat> yeah. You have to cater because I feel like the best way to make a good profit for your platform is to cater to your audience. Oh yeah, and there has to be a little bit of a balancing act, but like from from a pure ethics standpoint yes you should always 100% cater to the people that use your product not to your own needs and wants and what your company prefers yeah oh yeah I agree with you um, and for any anybody who has more query on this there's also two articles listed below one is Major Nelson and other higher ups in the company apologizing for the price hike because they heard a lot of stories of people who can barely pay for gold as it is 
and people who live in hard households and also as the TikTok and other jokes go how are we supposed to handle it in a in an economy just like this like <laughs> which it's a funny joke complaining about the economy um but it is true like right now is not the best time to do price hikes in an economy like oh, this <laughs> definitely not because i know a lot of people um like i know a lot of people out of personally that are really struggling because covid has like really kind of taken over their lives and um like some people have, oh yeah like, jobs and everything and so it's like it's tough for them to be able to do stuff like that so oh yeah so it is a funny joke but also it's very real that right now is not a good time to add more because also you have to think about people's mental health being trapped at home you know one of the best escapes for most people is playing video games and so whenever you take that away from them and they can't socialize with their friends on video games anymore or anything like that now mental health being in the pretty unstable place that it already is sometimes in modern day america you know i'm sure that it will not get better without people being able to play games with their friends and enjoy enjoy playing games with their friends (laughs) oh yeah you know what i mean yeah i do and so you know i'm happy that they went back on it i'm happy that they also apologized because if they just went back on it and said nothing i think that's also sending a message of like okay we'll conform to you this time like they came out and were just like hey we're honestly sorry we didn't realize we didn't think and we care about our players that was pretty much the message that they kind of sent (laughs) and so i'm really happy that they were nice like that and I think that after so that, they're definitely going to try and go after more, um, like, a better approach at this as well. So. Yeah, hopefully they're much more transparent about handling their live services after this. I, I really hope, I hope and pray <laughs> that this was a very front and back lesson to them that doing something as big as changing prices of a subscription service that hundreds of thousands of people are on should not be something that you do without talking to the community at all. (laughs) It should definitely be a thing that you're like, hey, we're doing a price hike. How does everybody feel about that? Is that a good option? Should we do it? (laughs) But hopefully they take that away and I hope that that turns out really well for them. Um, yeah, I do too. So yeah, right below this. Oh yeah. Um, so right below those stories, uh, right below that main story, there's three other stories that any of you that want to read further in are there. Um, want to read further into it? They're down there. Uh, the second one is about Major Nelson and Phil's response to it, talking about it from a company perspective, and the third one is just a commentary on the current lineup of what's going on and also some commentary from a previous exec about why they made this move so for any of you that want to quiz it further it's down there next we have something that hits hits home to me my poor little heart <laughs> um oh whoopsie i have these disorganized a little bit there we go uh so we were on yes okay so call of duty warzone uh, this is going to be one that I'm sure you're going to have a few comments on. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm bad um, <laughs> Yeah, this was... I think we pro- talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. Uh, but Call of Duty Warzone has bad news for players. And this is from... 
Boop. Where's... Da, 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 da. There we go. Call of Duty Warzone has bad news for players from comic book by Tyler Fisher. Uh, and this was a meta commentary and a uh, private piece, I should call it, about the current complaints from people in Call of Duty Warzone about the current situations with um, cheating and problems with competitive play. Because obviously we talked about it in last week's show. They're bringing out competitive play. They're about to have like a whole season over it. They're about to do all kinds of stuff with competitive play and um, do doing more esports stuff like that. And so now that they're ramping up to it. They've entered in some new series. They've entered in some new items. They've done a few updates to the maps and everything. Um, and all across the board, uh, all across the board, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, the Xbox Series of consoles, and PC there has been explicit problems with cheaters in every single version from every single console to every single platform that you can play on. Um, and it is just not looking too good for them. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to hear what you had to comment on the situation, Trevor, because obviously all the anecdotal, anecdotal evidence is just there's lots of cheaters, there's lots of problems with it, and for some reason Call of Duty, Activision, and all of them have uh, made the choice to not comment even though they've been prompted multiple times on it and the only thing they've said is that they are working with cheaters they're working on anti-cheat and they are currently doing their best to fix everything and that's the only comment that they've had they commented that one time um, and they have chose not to further comment on why it's happening what's happening or anything else um and so I wanted to hear what somebody from the community had to say about it, because obviously you are from the general COD community, and so I'm sure you have some thoughts on it. Yeah, I know, I know we've covered we covered this up a lot last week, so I'll try and keep it like a little. I'll try and change it up, like kind of keep it a little simpler. But um, like basically, like cheaters have been around since COD has had an online multiplayer. Um, they really didn't start popping up until I think Black Ops 2 is when they really started to pop up and you really started to see them. Um, yeah. They weren't as bad because like people would they people got reported and cheated and banned um, pretty yeah. quickly then. Um, and it was a lot easier to report cheaters uh, back at the older CODs because the replay system made it a lot easier for them to go back and actually look at gameplay. Uh, so they yeah. could actually full-on see, hey, is this person cheating? Because they would get every single report that you had, whether it was... And I'm sure they like they had categories. So there's a category for cheating, for offensive language, and everything. So it's like... Because, it, I mean, that stuff is recorded. Like, yeah. all of that stuff is always recorded. And it gets put into categories, I'm sure. And so cheating had its own category. And I'm sure, because everyone was just like... Oh, he's cheating because he's better than me. Well, but that's not how it works. And so people would yeah. report and that just endless, endless list. But they would definitely um, file it down where I would. This I'm not. I honestly don't know. This is a pure guess. So oh, yeah. for yeah. anyone who's gonna comment or yell at me for this, don't because this is this is all this speculation. Is, this is how I would like if I made uh, a game like this this is how i would do it where if like each game obviously has its amount of reports and if 
the same person gets enough reports from multiple different people because like obviously you can report a person a million different times and it'll go through but it will only count it as i think one report i think yeah. i think that's how it works because it's like you've already reported them reporting them again isn't going to do you any good but yeah, if, honestly, that, this... if that same person gets multiple reports from multiple different people yeah. or like the same report from multiple different people in that lobby or from mm -hmm. multiple lobbies then they're going to go through and look at the old replays and be like and kind of determine from there oh this guy is actually cheating or he's got like aimbots he turns on walls whatever this and that yeah. but like with the newer CODs cutting out that replay system kind of paves a sort of like a little bit of a, a, a walkway for cheaters to kind of get around that um obviously it's yeah hardcore is it like it's hard it's impossible to tell in hardcore unless it, the only way to tell in hardcore was with the replay but obviously that's gone yeah. um but it's it's tough now because um with the removal of not only the replay system that also takes away a bit of like security and stuff like that because yeah. obviously a lot of the system and everything is run automatically um but it would with that it kind of downgrades their system a bit taking away the ability to properly track people that are cheating and get them banned and reported um and kicked off for cheating the way they are and so it's it's really annoying to run into cheaters um because you can report them and you can get a bunch of people to report them well by the time they actually look at it it'll probably be like three four days down the road because not only are they getting so many reports but it's a lot tougher to go back and look at that because there's no system and so they have to go based off how many reports does this person actually have and do we need to kind of monitor his gameplay and make sure he's doing he's not actually cheating and it's like falsification it's just people falsifying it because they're not like he's just doing all pretty good so yeah. they really whatever cod they decide to release this year which cause you know they're going to that's just how it is <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. But the next one they release, they should try and import the um, replay system back into the game because that will make um, verifying cheating a lot easier because you can properly go back and report for the right reasons, and yeah. they can and the people at that are there can actually. Um, verify that this person has actually done this. Oh, um, yeah. Now, obviously, like with the newer CODs, like there's um, there's a text box so you can text and put text on the screen in the game. Oh. Which that can also like if you say something, you can get you can get reported for um, language, which yeah. you can get like. It's not going to be like a permanent ban, but they will put you on like, um, like a server mute where you can't type or anything for a certain amount of time, or like they might ban you for a day or two 
for your language if it goes on or if it's that or if it's really bad they'll they'll ban you for a certain amount of time because that's what happens like back in the older ones that text box didn't really pop up because there was none that popped up on the screen because the whole the cross-platform thing wasn't a big thing thing. because i don't think it really became much of a thing well yeah there wasn't cross-platform until i think it was around black ops 3 i want to say is when they finally implemented um a little bit of cross-platforming i would i think that's what it is um i could be wrong it could be a later one but they implemented the cross-platform playing yeah which you know there's still no like keyboard system to type type to people so it's kind of hard to report people for language but now like any text is obviously recorded and like it can be seen even after the game is done and you can still get reported because it's saved in a file so you can get like banned for text speech because reports for speech get put into a separate file i would guess so there's there's really a lot on this like i could go on for hours on how their whole system is and like how it like or how it probably is um and how it should be improved because they really need to work more on um going back and having a more secure system because black ops 2 obviously like it wasn't the most secure system but there wasn't as many cheaters because it was it was more closely monitored even after like advanced warfare was released it was still closely monitored because so many people were still playing it and so it was it was a lot closer monitored like these the newer ones here they're closer monitored but they're harder to go through and track stuff because there's no way to go back and rewatch all that footage unless if someone's taken and recorded it and put it up somewhere for people to see. So to go back and see that because it's saved in a file is a lot easier because then you can properly verify stuff. Yeah. But since they've removed that, their defense on cheating and everything has gone down um not to mention and because like people have made these pro have made the programs to kind of slither in between the um the coding on cheating and make it a lot more hidden which is the issue yeah and that's the big thing that they point out in the article is that like they said the anti-cheat in warzone is being edited but a lot of people are complaining because that is the main way that they're doing stuff. They have lots of, apparently the majority of cheaters have a pretty quote-unquote simple system for bypassing the anti-cheat, which is <laughs> which is obviously not good because like we learned last week, all these games are built on the same engine. So if they find something that bypasses anti-cheat on Warzone, it's really likely that that works on every other COD game as well. Yeah, and I think really like they need to update their engine a bit because I think not only will their game like because I think like Call of Duty it it runs really well in the engine it is now. There's not a lot of issues with running it, but I think oh, yeah, updating their engine, engine. Yeah, it really is. But updating their engine will not only update like the security, but it'll also probably have it where there's like. Because I know there's a lot of people that have issues with lag, even yeah. when they have really like amazing internet. 
Like, you can have high-speed internet and still get lag. I think that's partially because of the engine um, that it's running on. Yeah. And I think if they, even, like, one version newer will not only make it harder for people to cheat, because they have, like, all these people that develop all these mod menus and cheat menus and everything, not only do they have to try and remake it, which will take a while, um, but it also increases and will have a better chance of possibly running the game better and make it a lot more smooth because there are times where it's a little a little buggy and I think it's mainly because of the old engine but updating that would obviously increase the engine and make it um, the game run smoother and less like because there's a lot of texture glitches and stuff that happen and it doesn't really affect gameplay but it, it's buggy enough where it's noticeable and it's you know it's sometimes it's funny sometimes it's just annoying because it can get in your way yeah. so um with an engine update it would definitely increase uh gameplay performance everything so they just they really need to go through and work on updating all that stuff before they can really do a lot of this other stuff yeah, and I was about to say, that's a big thing about them, is, like, they have full control over this, because they've been using this engine for, like, I forget how many years it's said, but since, I think, the very first COD multiplayer game, at least, I remember. Um, and I think, like, like, 90s, I think, maybe early 2000s, yeah. the COD's been around for well over two decades, I think. And so, truly, the nice thing is, obviously, they have full control over this engine, because they fully own it. And second, they are on version 3, but if I recall correctly, they've been on version 3 for quite a few games. So I'm guessing that a version 4 is on the cusp of being needed. And so honestly, it shouldn't hurt them to update to version 4 just to get security updates and stuff. Because they develop this stuff all independently, so it's really up to them when they want to finally update the technologies. And yeah. so all they really have to do is just take the L and say, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So that's really sad. If you're a competitive player, hopefully we will have more good news from you in the coming days. But if we don't, um, just get ready to snipe faster than a cheater can. <laughs> or just get lucky with a grenade. <laughs> yeah, both would usually work. <laughs> or Claymore, you know. There's there's many ways out with a cheater. I've seen it happen, oh, yeah. mostly with grenades, but you just gotta be. Quick. I know grenades are the kryptonite of cheaters. They, they grenades just are like everyone's kryptonite. Everyone hates grenades. Like grenades and molotovs are the worst. <laughs> Everyone hates oh, yeah. them. I concur. I agree. Everyone hates molotov or um, the uh, tomahawks as well, but that's because people have dead accuracy with them. I know some people are just good. Like some people just throw them at the beginning of the match. I like a 45 degree angle and just boom. <laughs> well, yeah, and it also depends on the map because I know there's a lot of uh, war uh, modern warfare maps that were like that. So, yeah, I don't um, know of many Cold War maps because most of the Cold War maps are pretty. I usually get knifed at Nuketown. Nuketown is Tomahawk. definitely well. That's because Nuketown's always it's been the same size. It hasn't changed in size one bit. Yeah. But most of the maps are a pretty big size. Yeah. So, so they're, it's too. pretty impo It's pretty hard to hit them unless if you're like the luckiest person in the world. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um. Oh yeah. 
So that's always my favorite thing in there is just like getting knifed uh, or um, getting tomahawked randomly at the beginning of Nuketown. It doesn't happen much happily, but whenever it does, I'm like, I can't even be mad. <laughs> um, so what do we have going on here? What the heck? Oh. Uh, yeah, so next, YouTube finally enables HDR support for Xbox consoles, The Verge by Tom Warren. Um, so this was just a big one for any of you with a multimedia setup or with a 4K beautiful display. Um, HDR was not offered, I believe, at all on the last generation, Xbox One X. There were, like, it would display on the TV, but no multimedia apps supported it. Um, so this generation, Hulu and Netflix, I believe, allow their HDR content to stream in HDR over console. But YouTube was kind of the last contender that just didn't give it up. And so finally, uh, as of the 22nd, they finally kind of loosened up and released an update so that the general HDR content can be streamed. There are some exceptions, but in general, if there's some fun HDR content that you enjoy on um, YouTube, you'll be able to watch it in its full glory now. Obviously, you'll also have a $700 TV, so you kind of deserve this freebie. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's really nice for anybody out there, and also for the future, because eventually 4K will be the same price as 1080p, just like every other um, uh, evolution in TV technology. So eventually, we'll all be able to see it, but by then, it will probably be the Xbox Series W, and so we'll see how long it takes for us to get that get that ability to the mainstream people but for all you tech nerds out there there you go you got your hd support uh. <laughs> hdr support yeah i always love it just because it has like what they call deep blacks which is like a colloquial term it's really just called um true black pixels and it just means that like if you're looking in a dark room on a display it looks like you're looking into like true darkness there isn't that little bit of light behind it it's just like pitch black on your display. I love that. <laughs> I think it also depends so, on TV too. Like it also based on like what you're watching, what kind of TV you have, you ever hooked up to. Well, that's why um, that's why they have like HDR because if you have an HDR TV, then it always looks the same. That's um, kind of why that standard exists is because it's like a standard that they have to like approve of. So if yeah, your okay, TV. Yeah, so like if your TV supports HDR, it has to go through like a certification process and all that jazz. Um, I don't even know what my TV supports. <laughs> I know TV mine's 1080p, but I think it's just... Oh yeah, I think mine's just 1080p cash. <laughs> I don't think it has any special certifications, it's just a nice 1080p uh, display. Honestly, I kind of want to play on an old like... Uh, what do they call those? Uh... Oh my gosh, those old TVs, they almost had to, like, heat up. <laughs> the box before, TVs? Like, yeah, like, before LCD technology was really common. <laughs> that's a, that's a white. <laughs> well, no, the, the colored ones. that They had, like, the giant tubes in them and everything. Yeah, and I, oh. I, I, I almost wonder if I, had one, if I had one of those growing up. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm remembering the name. It's, like, Plasma. Plasma TVs. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. The classics. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my age is showing, even though I'm not probably not much older than most of our listeners, but it's okay. We're probably the only. We're probably the oldest ones <laughs> out of everyone. Possibly, you never know. Yeah. 
granted, I don't know how many younger people are actually watching, listening to a podcast, to be honest. But you I know, know that's. I, I really know. I've always listened to podcasts. Podcast. Oh yeah. 100%. They're one of those um, things where you could just put them on in the, like if you're driving you can put them on in the background and just like it makes time go like you can just kind of think about it and still do go on with your day like it doesn't take up your time. That's yeah. the nice thing about them like you can put them on in the background and they're just like that extra noise which is very handy. Oh yeah and that's what a lot of people say that's why a lot of people say that they really enjoy podcasts is because like it is something that you can multitask with so that you oh, can yeah, get your sure. news and you can get your great commentaries from B2 Gaming and Mini Penguin Gaming um, but you can Hashtag also sponsored. just yes, sponsored um, <laughs> but you can still like clean your house with uh, you know Mrs. Made cleaning products sponsored no, <laughs> just kidding um, no, but you can still clean your house and do all kinds of stuff like that and just be able to multitask while also enjoying. Or listen, or or listen to it in your brand new uh, B2 Gaming car. Uh, spon- hashtag sponsored while you're driving down the road. <laughs> yeah. Electric like, yeah. partnered with Tesla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a stretch right there. Nah, that would be the only car that I would sponsor. I would love it. It would be great. Every time I hear Tesla, I just think of, uh, what was it? I think it was Tesla. Where Didn't they come out? Wasn't it like their Cybertruck where they were supposed to be like showing it off and then like they accidentally like shattered a wind, like the windshield or whatever, or a window? Yes. Like, and that wasn't supposed to happen. And like that just turned into a meme. That's like every time I think of Tesla, that's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, and I always feel so bad because, first of all, to be fair, they threw, like, an iron ball. And so, like, it not breaking through the window is still very impressive. (laughs) Even though it did, like, the window had cracks in it, but it didn't actually go through the window, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, But, yeah, it was supposed to be, like, completely shatterproof. Like, nothing was supposed to even have cracks on it. Um, So it's good that it didn't get penetrated, but obviously... It wasn't as shatterproof as they as they were hoping it would be. <laughs> um, but it sounds like it was kind of funny. They said that it was because they threw iron balls at it like before the show multiple times to make sure that it wouldn't break. And then it got like a hairline fracture and then broke. <laughs> yeah, don't throw it at like an, a different window that you're not gonna that you're gonna like showcase. Like just throw it at the other side of the car. That's not gonna get showcased. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why they would. Yeah, I don't know why they did it on the same side that they tested it on. Because like, if it worked on the test side, use the other side because it's the same glass. Yeah, like it's all the same glass. Like, wait, people. I don't think people plant like they. Obviously, it's like you don't plant stuff very well. I think they just had high confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Way too high of confidence. Yeah, next time I think they'll probably be more cautious. Test it on one side and then do it on the other. <laughs> Or they'll just test it on the same side and have the same results. Yeah, maybe they'll just follow through. Who knows? <laughs> um, oh, our next story is the one that hits home with me. Xbox battery packs have one glaring oversight. This is from CVG by Aaron Greensbond. Um, I'm just going to be straight up. So the old console batteries, it's called the plug and play kit. They came with a USB-B cord that had a little light on the top, which was super cute and awesome. And it told you when your battery is fully charged. So you always use that cord just so you could see when it's fully charged. 
Um, it was super nice, and I will say 100%, nicest USB-B cord I ever got. That It was, like, super long. It was super nice. Had no battery problems. Like, it didn't charge slower or anything. Awesome. Um, so, the new Xbox controllers come with USB-C, so obviously they had to update the plug-and-play kit to support them. Um, and they include a USB-C cord that's really long and really durable, just like the old one. But for some reason, they got rid of the um, alert light that allowed you to check when it was done. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, oh, sorry. Got a message. Random message. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, it got rid of... Just cut out. <laughs> no, you're good. It got, a random... it got rid of the random indicator light, which was how you could tell when your controller was fully charged. And I'm really mad about it. And so I just, I'm mad about it. I'm triggered, but it's fine. You know, I'm going to survive. I'm just mad. Did they <laughs> tell you how long of a, like how long it takes to charge though when it comes to the kit? I don't, honestly. It usually has a, like a, uh, like it usually sells you like how long it takes to charge before it's a like full charge. So you can kind of base it off of like, when you plugged it in versus like, you should unplug it or like close to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, I'm sure that they give you some kind of indication, but obviously with products like that, it's hard to... Uh, do stuff like that because if you have it plugged into different power bricks because it doesn't come with a power brick so it doesn't know what you're going to plug it into I know yeah like Um, my I got new headphones two different pairs of headphones neither came with a power brick like how the hell do you expect them like how am I supposed to like charge them like yeah because now I gotta go out and buy a power brick because like you know maybe I got headphones but you know I only have one power brick and I have to charge my phone at night. Well, I want to use these the next day and they're dead. How am I supposed to charge them? Oh, yeah. And that's like, like it's a mix of... Because not everyone has computers and consoles and everything that they can just plug it into. I was about to say, and I think that's part of the present is like iPhones have had... Because the iPhone just got rid of its power brick recently. And their justification was like... Most people, if you've had more than two iPhones in the previous year, then you guaranteed have two probably working power bricks because they're very reliable, I will say. Um, so their uh, justification was almost everybody has multiple power bricks, so they should just use them. But, you know, I... See, I for me, I, it's like I have a bunch of power bricks laying around my room, and it's like I use them normally. I don't, like, do anything to damage them. They just go out on me. I've had so many bricks just go out on me, and I don't, like... Now they just sit around my room, because, like, I can't really throw them in the garbage, because you're not supposed to do that, so... Yeah, and... They sit there, and they're useless, because they don't work anymore, so that's the thing. Like, they're starting to make them slightly cheaper, because they're not making them as durable, and, like, they're not working the best like they used to. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think part of it is, like, on smaller devices, like, consumer devices, I think they should include power bricks, but, like, with the AirPods Pro and the AirPods Max and, like, really expensive devices like that, I kind of understand them not including a power brick, because it's already expensive, and if you're buying something high-end like that, you probably should already have the hardware for it ready, 
or you should be encouraged to buy the best hardware that you can afford for it to help it out. But for like smaller head, like cheaper headphones, normal headphones, consumer headphones, stuff like that, I think that they just don't need power brakes. Uh, or even like these power cheap considering they're YouTuber brand. Yeah, um, and same with like the uh, Xbox. Yeah, yours would be considered like consumer because those are sold to normal people. You know what I mean? Um, and same with these Xbox plug and play kits. Yeah, you probably have an Xbox one that you can plug it into, but do you really want to fill up all your ports with chargers for your um, with chargers for your controllers? You probably want your ports open for extra storage and other stuff like that. All my ports so. are already are already plugged up. There's only three of them, and. I have one hooked up with a cord so I can plug in and charge my headset every night. Uh, yeah. I have my headset, like, um, because I have to have, like, a, like, a, ta- like, a, I don't know, like, a tower kind of thing. Like yeah. a block that I have to plug in so it connects to it. I have to have that plugged in, and then I have my external hard drive plugged into it for extra storage, so... And I will say I do have a hypocrite moment here because I will say the nice thing is they've set a precedent of doing um, they've set a precedent with doing all USB-C for all Xbox accessories from here on out. And so I will say what I did was I took my Turtle Beach headphones, the new ones that I got that were super expensive, um, and they came with a really nice, not braided, but just thicker USB-C cord. And so I just keep that plugged into my console all the time. And then I just switch from charging my headphones to my controller whenever I feel whichever one is more appropriate. Um, And I will say that is nice. Like, that's a nice president. And like I said, that only takes up one port because it's the same cord on both. And so it is nice. But still, I think they should include, like, power bricks and support people in that way. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say, though, like, when it comes to, like, charging cords... um, a lot of companies are starting to switch to USB-C because they're, I think, slightly cheaper to make. They're a little more, they're a little better for the environment. I think um, charging times is a lot quicker and stuff holds a lot better charge. And plus, it's like it's universal, universal on which way like it flips, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So there's like really no like upside down or anything, and it's kind of mm-hmm. nice because most devices use that now. Um, is iPhone starting, like, is Apple, like, are their products starting to switch over to USB-C, or do they still have their special uh, Apple-made charging sets? For everything consumer level, it's all Lightning. For everything professional level, it's all USB-C. Yeah, because I know, like, a lot of stuff is switching to USB-C, because it's a lot easier to have one type of charging out like plug-in then like 10 different ones for like 10 different devices so um but it's a lot i think it's a lot better because it's a little easier on like uh electricity use because stuff charges faster using it so it's not using as much electricity i think well i can't remember remember what it was there was something about it where USB-C is a lot better because of the way it, it, it runs versus the uh, older USBs and everything. 
Yeah, and that's the main thing is just from a technical perspective, um, the USB-C uses what's called a full bus, which means that it can do everything. So USB-C can be an HDMI port, a power oh, yeah, port, right. yeah, true. a data transfer port. And so like that's why it's favored is because being that largely multi-tooled, you can put it on small devices and allow those small devices to do lots of stuff. And also, since everybody sinks all their resources into one port instead of 20 different ones, there's, like you said, this is where, where your point comes in. Um, there's a lot more research and foundation around it. So it can utilize power way more efficiently. It can have a lot more device control over it. Like my headphones, they stop charging after they hit 100% they go down to a trickle charge so they only accept like one one hundredth of what, how much power they can actually take in so that they can stay at 100% but it doesn't ruin the batteries um, that was almost impossible with old USB standards because it took so much time and research to do that on each individual device but with USB-C there's research out there for free that companies can use to do that and so now lots of companies do that and that saves a lot of energy and also makes your batteries last a lot longer health-wise because it doesn't overcharge as much. I honestly forgot that you can use that as a, like an HDMI kind of cable because I remember, now that I think about it, I remember hooking my computer up to a TV by just using a USB-C cable and just running yeah. stuff from my computer to the TV and playing it off that way. I forgot. Oh yeah, and there's I lots of... forgot about that. Yeah. And there's lots of dongles too, like you can almost dongle, I think you can literally dongle everything to USB-C, like you can get like a dongle for every single port to USB-C. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And I know, because I know computers nowadays are actually being built with USB-C plugins, so you can plug it like the port directly to the computer, so that's kind of, that's nice to have. Oh Yeah. And like I said, whenever I talked about all of Apple's Pro stuff, their laptops now only come with USB-C. Um, so you can literally get a dongle for every single port directly from Apple. And then also, you can charge it from any port on the computer now because they're all USB-C and they all accept power. So you can plug it in on either side. So if you're sitting somewhere where one side is awkward to plug in the power cord, you just plug it into the other side. And you can plug anything else you want into any side because there's no preference. They all work the exact same way, which is really awesome. So that's what I like about it. Just the flexibility to like plug it in any way you want and do whatever you want low-key. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, for our last news story, back on a little bit of main subject. Um, our final news story is just for all of you who are still looking for an Xbox Series X or even PS5. Um, Target, GameStop, Walmart, and even more retailers are now restocking them in very high quantities, and they're also controlling the amount of stock sold way tighter. So um, even though the story was published a while ago, you all should be able to go out to any one of those stores and at least get in a pre-order or a request for one of those devices. Um, so that's just down there below to give you tons of stuff. And you want to know the funniest thing? You want to know the best place to get them right now? <laughs> I have a feeling it's at Target. No, it's Kohl's. Or no, sorry, Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Sorry. I can Sam's, see Sam's Club. Club. 
because Sam's Club is owned by Walmart, and so Walmart just like very di- very sneakily sneaks Xboxes over to Sam's Club, <laughs> <laughs> so that nobody sees the restocks and they can sell them there without it going out of stock every ten minutes. Plus, with Sam's Club, you have to have uh, a membership to actually be able to buy anything. Oh yeah, so you might even get it cheaper, honestly, because I'm not sure if they do, because they usually sell everything a little bit cheaper because of that membership, um, and so I don't know if they do mass sales with the Xbox Series X, but if they do, you might get it a little bit cheaper. I'm sure it won't be $100 or anything, but a few dollars is a few dollars, especially in this economy. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, go get your Xbox Series Xs, PS5s, or whatever else you play right now. Um, and you know what? I also heard Nintendo Switch is selling well, which is really cool. I want to get yeah. a Switch, but they're really expensive. Like, the Switch lights nice aren't to too have, bad. But, just, I don't know, it's kind of expensive. Like, it's a tablet, pretty much, but it's like $300 right now, so it's... I don't know, I, just, I want one, but they're expensive. <laughs> I was about to say, I wouldn't really consider it a tablet. I would consider it like a full-blown console. That is Yeah, really it is. It really is, I guess. But it is. It's a little expensive for the technology, but for the mobility and the having all of the Nintendo um, IPs, I think that that brings the price to a, a, an honest, bl- honestly reasonable area. I do think that they're a little pricey, but I, speaking full truthfully, I really don't think that they're like crazy. Yeah, I mean... Don't go to Walmart and get it though. <laughs> so I, get I know Walmart, Walmart always has fifty. Yeah, they have some weird price hikes sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cheaper to get it off of like Amazon or I think GameStop. We love GameStop. We just had I mean, so everybody knows. Quick I little in the loop moment. Thing too is like you also have to remember there's two different kinds of Nintendo Switches. There's the Switch Lite and then the Switch. One has the removable controllers, and one is just one thing completely built together. So there's also yeah. that to remember. Yeah, like I have the Switch Lite, and I like it. I think, honestly, the Switch is like $100 more than the Switch Lite. I fully think that it's worth it, because if you think about it, if the controllers on my Switch Lite ever go bad, then I'm pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll either have to get them repaired, or I'll have to um, just scrap it and buy another one. Um on the Switch, if your controllers go bad, even though I've heard that the Switch is a little bit more likely for them to go bad just because of how they're built differently. Um, but if they go bad, all you have to do is buy new ones. So even though they might be more likely to go bad, they're also way easier to repair because you literally just get rid of them and buy new ones. Or you can get them repaired for like a, a semi-sensible price. <laughs> Plus, I think it's a little easier because you can hook up a lot more controllers to that one than you can a light. So, well, semi like all the normal pro controllers still work on the light. It's just you no, can't get different Joy Cons. It is a little easier to do it on the regular than the light. So, I don't know. I think that's negotiable. You just have one well, less option because you can't have the Joy-Cons. Well, say if you're playing with a friend, like, you can take the uh, controller off and put it down and both of you can play with, like, different controllers. So it's a little easier to do some stuff with the Switch than the Switch Lite, so... Yeah, it's easier to, like, um, multiplayer, but, like, just connecting them, they work the exact same way connecting, like, 
third-party controllers and stuff. Yeah, that's what I. I thought you were talking about that, and I was like, it's yeah, like no. pretty much the same. But yeah, yeah, I do agree. Multiplayer is a little bit easier. It's much easier to like just play online if you have a Switch Lite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's all of our big news stories for today. Oh, and our last one, just to keep everybody in the loop. This is just from me. Uh, GameStop is lit, everybody. We might be able to keep it around for another year, so go buy stocks. <laughs> that's all. They'll understand if they look it up. <laughs> Hopefully they go and keep our GameStop alive. <laughs> they might. You never know. I won't leave a story linked because I don't want to... Uh, it's just I'm just lazy. I don't want to get a story because there's so many different ones. Um, but yeah, GameStop is lit right now. Hopefully, it stays around. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. It's just a matter of how long. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping that we can keep it. I hope it just stays around. Like I hope that they just fix themselves, fix their business model, and just stay around, so I can have a little piece of my childhood for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But all we can do is hope for them at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all the news stories. So you want to switch us over to the next segment? I sure do. We'll see you guys after our short little break. We'll see you in our final section. Dance to the combo. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We are down to our final section. Of this it's episode. a party. <laughs> so this one is going to be short and sweet. We uh, kind of changed it up a bit because we feel we felt that we had already talked about what we had before. Um, so we're just going to talk about um, we, uh, we each picked a game, and we're just going to kind of talk about um, the game itself and kind of like what we want to see in the future or like stuff that we that that we think would be kind of cool um so i'll let bryce start off as squidward said so elegantly future <laughs> which i feel like is very proper to what we're talking about oh, I lo- um, I, I, i'm i'm old like i'm old grown- <laughs> yeah we're ancient shush shush spongebob is older than us so yeah but because he can't the first ever episode aired in 1999 so aesthetic quite older but it's funny because it's like i grew up watching spongebob and i don't know why but i've always loved them i don't care how old i am i've always loved spongebob yeah i i love spongebob (laughs) all right back on the topic (laughs) yeah um so the game i chose was a game that we just started just because it's so close and I don't know if you're going to concur with this, or agree, I should say, with this or not. Um, but it's No Man's Sky. And the only reason I picked No Man's Sky is because I feel that it is so close to being the most perfect exploration uh, strategy friendly game. Like, it is so close to that, being honestly, just the yeah, perfect. Pretty interesting. Like, I love exploration in games. Like, Minecraft has pretty fun exploration, but after playing, oh, yeah. like, this game, um, the ex- my view 
views on exploit exploration has changed um, a lot because it's drastically. Um, it, I, it's honestly probably one of the most fun um, exploration games I've ever played. It's just amazing. And like the level of variety without costing performance like the game isn't like 120 frames per second runs super easy and like the perfect game that just has like no frame drops or anything or but like they 400 gigabytes of storage either it only takes <laughs> 5mx which is nice yeah and so like it isn't the most perfect game because like you said like or well actually on the storage front it's pretty nice for what it does um but on the technical side, like, it doesn't run perfectly. It's not the best game in the whole world for optimized performance. Um, but, like, it runs unbelievably well for, in retrospect, having, like, uh, I at least know there's thousands of different uh, actual planets in the game. And I'm sure hundreds of different universes. Um and for all of that, like creating all of that, dealing with all of that, doing all that kind of stuff, and still being able to optimize it enough that you really don't have any problems with performance, I think that is impressive in and of its own right. Um, so I just wanted to, I you know, first I want to give some attention to the game because me and Trevor have both absolutely been in love with it. Uh, but second, I wanted to talk about a little bit of where I want to see the future because, like I said, it it is just almost there. It is perfect exploration wise it has such amazing world building it is such an interesting game it is so involved it is so fun but there are just a few little things that if they could just crank it up just one little notch it would just make the game all all truly the most perfect multiplayer exploration building and story Build, or I should say world building because it's not really a, a super comprehensive story um, but the most amazing world building game in the world um, and I think one of its big weaknesses is honestly the multiplayer uh, the multiplayer of No Man's Sky is it's good because there are definitely some games that implement it worse because you can transfer items between people both in your party and outside your party you can see each other which is sometimes difficult for games <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but sometimes for, they'll have multiplayer games where you can't even see your partner or there's some kind of weird glitch or a way that it's implemented. So I'm really happy that they implemented it pretty straight up with you guys just seeing each other like normal people in the game. Um, and like you can build on each other's bases, you can add different items to each other's bases, you can use each other's stuff. But where it falls short a little bit is like if I log off and me and Trevor work together to build a base, but I claim the base, then sometimes Trevor won't be able to use some items in the base, or he won't be able to. I won't be able to edit the base. Like I can use everything in it, I just can't edit it in any sort of way. Even if it's stuff that I have placed down, I'm not able to remove it or anything like that, which is really. Yeah, and, like, I get that for the aspect of, like, also people out in the world, you can set the settings so that people out in the world can edit your base. And so I do understand it from that perspective, because obviously once you log off, even if you have that setting on, I'm sure you don't want people to edit stuff while you're not there. Um, But that's why I think there should be some kind of group or some kind of clan or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it some kind of system where you can add your friends to a collection uh, um, of close people that always have 
permission to use your resources, edit your base, do stuff like that. Because we all have one or two friends that we play in co-op that we literally can trust to edit our base, use our resources. Like, we can trust them to communicate that stuff with us. And so I think that there should be a way to... Yeah, like us, literally. Um, So I think there should be a way for you to allow those people to do that kind of stuff. Because, like, Trevor, that can be a little irritating. Because if he needs to um, just grab one thing or deconstruct one thing and move it to add something else or anything like that... Like, he can't do that while I'm not online. And so even though he can do a lot of the game and he can still have a lot of fun, it's just that little extra mile that lets Trevor have, like, a little bit of extra fun whenever I'm not online or I'm busy doing something or whatever. Or, uh, like, say you go out of town for a weekend and it's like, I want to get stuff done and kind of help us, like, get farther on progress. the game. Like, I can't yeah. do anything because, like, you have to be logged in or whatever. So it's just yeah. Fun, yeah, and I think that just allowing because i don't think that that would honestly be very hard for them because they do have an online i they do have an online system for cross-platform friends and so they're already almost there because now you can have a friends list that kind of works independently of xbox and playstation and all that and so if you just extend it one more little notch and make it so that you can add those friends to groups and allow you to add those friends even on the same platform because for some reason it doesn't let us add each other as No Man's Sky friends if we're Xbox friends. friends. Yeah. The only reason because it's like cross platform is a little different than because you can't yeah just because of like the way the friend system works like Uh, yeah yeah is a little bit different in terms of like because you can really um with Call of Duty you can really like play that and just sign into your account on any device well that's what i'm saying i sky it's only like if you have an xbox account yeah going to you're gonna have like your xbox friends but if you like it's not gonna transfer if you have a playstation account like you're not gonna be able to sign into the same thing because like call of duty now has it where you have to sign into i think it's an activision account yeah um to do that but it's kind of nice because it transfers between whatever console you do but the yeah. no man's sky doesn't have that same sort of system because i think call of duty is the first game to really do this i don't quote me i could be wrong i could be very wrong i'm sure there's other games that do that but it's the first one that i've personally seen that does that so that's kind of the way they run um obviously no man's sky doesn't run that exact way but you got to realize that they're still a pretty small game, and I'm sure they have a lot of big updates, so I'm sure that's something that yeah. maybe they'll set up something that where that'll happen in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I, I that's, that's pretty much the point that I was about to make, is I want them to do something like Activision, because um, uh, to... It's a small uh, bro- Oh, yeah, and to broaden you, the first, the first people to really do that was honestly... Um, Fortnite and Minecraft actually because Fortnite you set oh, with an Epic account yeah, true. Yeah, and Minecraft you do a Mojang account universally um, and so it's sad No Man's Sky isn't actually owned by Microsoft because that would actually be perfect for them because they could just implement the Microsoft account association that Minecraft uses which would probably be less work for them um but since they are an independent studio, I think something like an Epic Games account, which obviously they wouldn't do that, but something like an Activision account would be pretty sustainable for them, just creating their own. Uh, I think they're... Oh, yeah, Hello Games is the company that makes it. 
Um, so if they would have a Hello Games account, that would work perfectly. Because like you said, that's the last little bit that we need is now we have friends on other platforms. So we do have a friend system set up, but all we need is a, an association system because you can't add friends from the same platform just because of how the infrastructure of friends lists work on platforms. And so all they need to do is create a Hello Games account so that you can have friends on the same platform. And that allows you to make groups even if people are on the same platform. And that allows you to do these multiplayer features. So they're almost there. They literally have the infrastructure set in place. All they have to do is finish it because it's just almost there. It's like literally probably a week's worth of work could get it right there. Um, and so that's the one thing is like, I really am excited to see them do that because that's really interesting and I really love that. And I really think that that is useful. Um, the second one that I will say is like an unpopular opinion semi is the um, Z, uh, Z, I'm turning in, I'm getting accent. Um, the, the planets, they did a whole update in the most recent update where they added a lot of planets with a lot of diverse animals and other stuff. And so one complaint from the community that I understand and we talked about privately was they decided to just add these planets into the mix so that it wouldn't reset people's builds. But honestly, I think a universal reset would be really nice and then maybe just return all of your materials to the people or do something where they can uh, just have a blueprint of their base and put it back down or something. Yeah, I think like having a blueprint system would actually be very smart too because it's like, obviously like you probably want to save it, but like you don't want to have to yeah. like rebuild it hand by hand so you could just like copy it and stuff. Just like a one-time yeah. kind of thing, if your base gets reset, obviously, like you're not just gonna take the whole base and just move it, but like something kind of like that. Yeah, and that would just be nice because then we could get a clean reset on the whole universe. And what I've heard is you can tell the difference between old planets and new planets because new planets, the way that they generate all of um, all of the terrain, like their terrain generation and their animal generation. They really improved it leaps and bounds with that update. So they said the sad thing is that those planets are so awesome that it makes all the old planets look kind of crappy because it just is nowhere near as complex and interesting as the new terrain structure and the new way that they're generating animals. Because I did also learn that how they generate all those animals randomly is they just have like a pre-selected thousands of pieces of animals and whenever whenever they were creating the planets they just randomized each animal and if any looked too outlandish they would do some small edits to it but most of the animals are just 100% randomized from like a whole plethora of different parts <laughs> which is pretty cool <laughs> um but yeah so like that's the thing they now have perfected the system for randomized planets and animals which is awesome i just wish that that was in all the universe so either I wish that they would reset the universe that's there, or maybe because they have that weird multi-orbitable thing going on and the whole multi-portals and all kinds of AI weird background stuff with the story, um, honestly, create another universe. Create a universe that's dedicated to completely randomized planets that have been undiscovered and they're like crazy and whatever. Like, that would be really cool. Um, 
What if, and I think um, of... like, I, I just kind of want to go into, like, the whole planets and, like, universe thing. What if, yeah. uh, when you go to load up, like, a new world or whatever, um, mm -hmm. or, like, a new, like, save, uh, you have, you could get, like, a selection between, like, three or four different, like, universes where... Oh, like yeah. Galaxy in that has a completely random generation of what planets are in each galaxy. Yeah. That way, um, no matter which one you pick, out of all, like, three or four of them, yeah. each, each single, like, universe has a completely different set of planets in each galaxy. Yeah. So, like, this... This galaxy could have, like, the starting galaxy could have a set, like, I don't know how many planets there are. Like, I was about to say the in like, each galaxy, and then you click on another save. And your starting one is a completely random, like, six planets. So it's something completely random every time you load it up. That way, it gives you a little well, more diversity of how each thing is laid out. Yeah, and the thing is, you do have to remember, like how their generation infrastructure works is that everybody sees the same galaxy you just get picked a random planet and that's how weird and crazy it is um but i think your strategy could really work for them just because they could do the galaxy that we all work in right now that the base is uh, the game is based around they just keep that and they make that galaxy one and they call it like the legacy galaxy or something it'd be more and like then universe they... one because oh like, yeah sorry universe is, like each galaxy yeah. is the like the planets in each like yeah that's what i meant but yeah that's like, what i meant universe yeah i got you yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah um so like universe one is the legacy universe and that's the one that the game takes place in right now that we all experience um, and then they could have universe two, three, and four that are just totally randomized. So maybe the, I don't want to spoil the story too much for you, but there is a little bit of this kind of like tea inside the story. And so maybe they could have like a, an aggressive universe where all the planets are really hostile and there's not very many habitable planets. And then maybe they could have like a really peaceful universe where almost all the planets are super peaceful and livable. Um, and then they, maybe they could have a universe 2.0. Where it's just like the legacy universe, but it has all the updated planets, all the updated uh, structures and systems. And so it's like the original universe where it's more of a mixed bag, but it has all that new stuff. So all the planets are way more cool and way more diverse and way more interesting. You know, I think that could be a good strategy because then Honestly, you have yeah. for competitive players, they can go to that hostile universe. For players that are more peaceful and more into building, they could go to the peaceful universe. And then for players who are pretty right in the mill and just want to have a better experience and maybe they played day one in the original No Man's Sky, they can go to Universe 2.0 where it's just like the original No Man's Sky but with all the fun new generation and animals. Um, and then for anybody who did start in that legacy universe and has like 12,000 builds in it or something crazy like that, they can go to that universe and see all their old builds and continue to evolve and grow and explore some of the new planets that they added. Um, and just live in the older universe. You know, that kind of pleases everybody, honestly. Yo, Hello Games, sign us, like, hire us. We're giving, we just gave you, like, the best possible idea. Like, honestly, with that, like, that alone, like, could make that game, like, ten times better. Like, the, oh, yeah. Like, obviously, it would take a bit of work, but, like, that is a very big idea that oh, yeah. implementing that into the game would give the game a whole new like outlook and it would be very interesting
And honestly, I think the best thing about it would just be, um, cause like we said before, they have a kind of weird server system where you can see other people sometimes and you see other people's builds in the universe, but it's hosted on miscellaneous servers. So it's not always a guarantee that you're going to see other people and it's not always perfect. Um, and so maybe spreading those servers out across those four different servers, maybe they could host whole universes on one dedicated server then because their player base is spread out enough. And so then you could have like legitimate encounters with people out and out and about in the universe. You could have like so many weird, interesting moments where you actually see people just living their lives, playing the game solo and you just run into them and say hello. Yeah. You know, I think that would be really awesome and really show so it would it would be pretty much the perfect game of the future and of VR. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I know like um doing that would probably like grab a few more people's attention because it would like really expand on how the game is played because you have a lot of different options of like there's a lot more options to it, which I know like I know I'm sure there's a lot of people that have played the game for a while and they just restart saves because then create a new save because there's really not a whole lot you can do but like this would give them a bit more option and like they can go through and um, there's new challenges because of the way that everything is generated yeah and even like the other the last like cool little snippet is they do have pretty I will say their server technology is pretty advanced because like we said before, you can have up to 32 people in one server now with cross-platform. Um, and this is what we talked about Call of Duty before. And that's because they're hosted on dedicated servers. So they just, whenever you connect to a, another player on your platform or on another platform, you're actually just connecting to a dedicated server. So the more people that you have, it doesn't cause more lag or more problems for the host. The host is really just the person who created the server. <laughs> So that's really nice too, because you don't have to worry about lag problems or anything already. And so they already do have a pretty comprehensive server technology. They just need to take it to like the next step. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah for sure. So, but yeah. So that's all I want to see from No Man's Sky. I think that's really exciting, and I think that's my like whole spiel. Um, I'm pretty excited to see the game evolve. And honestly, even if not every single one of these features get implemented. I bet you $10 that me and Trevor are still going to go ham on the game and dominate it 100%. So, you know. Well, I'm sure I have a feeling that there's going to be multiple streams and videos uh, coming from both of us. Um, I'm sure Bryce will probably upload more on YouTube than I will on the game. uh, Mainly because of where we're at right now. It's just kind of hard for me to start from there. It's like, like, how do we get there? And it just kind of throws people off. So... I'd have to yeah. restart, you know, it's just a pain, so... Um. Yeah. And we're working on restarting. We're planning on having a big restart soon, hopefully. <laughs> well, you might, but, like, I'm not very far compared to you, so... I haven't explored a whole lot compared to you, so, like, let me get you up. <laughs> I know. We'll get you there. Um, so what is your, like, big game that you want to look into now? So, I'm going to keep mine kind of short. I know you're probably going to either hate me or fight me on this or try and bring up past points because we've talked about it before. So, um, my game is uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Now, I know they probably aren't going to do anything more with this game. 
Um, but I would like to see a bit more kind of multiplayer items go into it. So obviously, like, you can join random people or, like, go with your friends and everything. Um, obviously, yeah. like, there's maps and everything you can play, but I want to see more, like, maps in the game. So obviously, like, we have, like, you have to fight the Illager, the Arch Illager. Mm. But you're, if you think about it, when you go through that, you're in the overworld the entire time. Mm -hmm. There's like two other dimensions in Minecraft that they could add maps and implicate into the game. Um, oh yeah. One, like, so they could add a whole nether dimension with a whole separate boss there, like a piglin king, a wither skeleton king, like something, or like something else, like something different there. Or like, um, and then when it comes to like the end, uh, there's like the Endermites, there's the Endermen, the Shulkers, uh, there's obviously the Dragon, like what if, um, like maybe the End Dimension, uh, like obviously the, like the Ender Dragon maybe would have been like either slain or, uh, like corrupted. Like that. And so like maybe the Ender Dragons had like a baby. And that baby took over uh, the M Dragon's throne and is trying to get mm. revenge. And so, like, you have Maybe. to go through, and, like, there's a whole, like, because obviously the end and the nether have complete different structures there. So, there's a whole lot that they can implement there um, in terms of map designs. That oh, yeah. I don't th I don't think they're working on it, but I honestly, there's a whole lot you can implement with creating different, like, all sorts of new maps and dungeons uh, to go through. Because um, obviously with the new, uh, with the nether update that just came out uh, last year uh, to Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons has the Bastion, um, there's obviously the original Fortress, uh, there's the um, broken down portals, like there's a lot of new structures that were added that can really extend the game to a new oh, yeah. level and make it something a little different so there's a lot that they could do there uh, mm. in terms of adding more to the game because obviously there's like you have all the levels and it's like to go through on each difficulty obviously it gets harder as it progresses but yeah. you could get that done fairly quickly and it's oh, like yeah. once you get it done well what do you do but if you um, add in those two separate diamond those other two dimensions mm -hmm. um and incorporate those in dungeons and stuff like that you can add uh new new kinds of loot um new kinds of armor all sorts of different things um to make the game to add more to the game new pets everything like there's a lot more you can implement if you added in those other two dimensions oh yeah and I do agree with you. Like, I I think we did talk about it a little bit before. They do have those two DLC updates where they have um, the Extreme Hills, the Ice Biome, uh, and the Jungle Biome. The, those are the three DLC that they released. So they're, like, exploring each biome now. Um, but I do think, honestly, I think that you are on the path of their same thinking, honestly, because uh, you've probably seen in Spawn that they have that nether portal that's not complete um which i definitely oh, yeah. I think, think we it... did go and look that, at that too i think we did look at that. yeah and i think eventually they probably are going to have like a little dlc or something where that nether portal is complete and you can like go through it um 
for the end, I haven't really seen much, and that would be an interesting one that it kind of sucks I haven't seen much for it yet, because I do I do agree with you that that would be really maybe, interesting. I wonder if maybe they're working on the net. Maybe they it's kind of more of a secret thing, and they're kind of working on the nether. Because oh, the 100%, nether yeah. To, like, that nether portal, like, you can't put in a nether portal and then not be working on something nether-themed. So oh, yeah, I'm sure I agree. that they're kind of keeping it more secret until they have like a finalized or closer to finalized idea. Um, mm-hmm. So they're probably working on another theme. The end might be a little more tricky because obviously with yeah. um, their game alone, they added new kind, like a few extra new mobs that aren't in Minecraft itself. So the yeah. nether, they might do that. Uh, maybe in the nether, there's like a lava golem made of like lava rocks or like yeah maybe there's like lava villagers like basalt like it's like a made out of basalt with like lava eye like lava oh with like like a netherite core yeah something like that um or like even like maybe add like a maybe like some sort of like smaller wither boss so it's not as strong as the wither boss itself but it still is like powerful and still has quite a bit of health. Yeah, it's like I made think... out of the weather skeletons or something. Yeah, because if you think about it, like you don't really think of the the wither as very much having like a set dimension as of like a theme. But I was about saying that's kind of really it's think about it is lore. more nether themed than anything because to be able to create it, you have to get the items from the nether so yeah they, they could probably implement that maybe like that's a final boss like after like to get to the king or whatever they do you have yeah. to like it spawned like your final test is it like it spawns like his final defense is he spawns in and creates a wither that you have to fight and doing that kind of like beating that um kind of like scares him and he kind of like backs down or something like you know there's, well, I was about lot, to say, even... there's really a lot of room for expansion here that they i'm sure they're probably working on because it is an interesting game yeah. to have to work top down um and design everything yeah and, like secrets and everything like that but there is definitely a lot of room for like some sort of expansion with this as well so oh yeah and i think the other thing that you have to remember is also like the there's a lot of story left because how they did the three DLCs is after you defeat the um, Archillager, his corruption cube breaks into like multiple pieces um, and they don't show you how many pieces or where they go. And so right now how the DLC works is in each biome or at least each biome that they've done so far. So wind or wind, mountain, jungle, <laughs> ice, they've all had like a piece of corruption fall into them and then the piece of corruption like spreads corruption and um makes the biome go crazy and so that's why we go there to try to save the biome and so i'm guessing that they will probably keep the story pretty continuity fresh and just have like a piece of corruption fall into the now built nether portal and then maybe that piece of corruption hits like another skeleton or a wither skeleton or something and it turns into like a mini wither boss and so that's why you go into the nether is to go find the wither boss and defeat it oh yeah that, 
yeah, that could always work too. Cause they, there's really like they they have a whole bunch of room for expansion here. Yeah. So, um, that would be definitely something cool that they could implement. Um, otherwise, and I'm always a little stressed you... for them. Oh, huh? sorry. Yeah, continue. I was gonna say I'm always a little stressed for them just because now there's only Minecraft, uh, Minecraft Bedrock, Minecraft Java, and uh, Minecraft Dungeons because Minecraft. Uh, world got cancelled <laughs> so now I'm getting kind of nervous because it seems like all of the Minecraft different IPs kind of get cancelled and so I'm really hoping that they're doing okay over there <laughs> well I think I'm pretty sure Dungeons has been out longer than Minecraft Earth um, no Minecraft Earth was out a little bit longer was it? yeah but you know Minecraft Earth is... I think Minecraft Dungeons has been more successful even though it's been out shorter, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that's I one good thing for been, them. It's been more successful than yeah uh, the others, but like that's another oh, yeah. thing because it's like obviously with um, like Earth, like that's one game that not a whole lot of people because like I've seen commercials for Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft, like Job and Bedrock, but like I've seen I've seen commercials for those. Minecraft Earth I haven't seen a lot of commercials for. So they didn't really push Minecraft Earth very well. Um, not to mention, I don't think the game ever left really beta stages, and I don't think it, like... Well, it did near, like, the end of its life. It was, like, fully released. Mm. Okay, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't really play it a whole lot. But it, like, it didn't seem to do... Like, it was very interesting, but I just think people... I don't think people really enjoyed, like, liked the way it was set up. Um, oh yeah. I yeah. think the it could have, if it was set up a little differently, um, it would have been, it would have taken off a little bit more, because yeah. I think it has that Pokemon Go kind of setup, and yeah. Pokemon Go was really popular for like a year and a half to two years. And then it kind of started to die, and so people kind of grew away from games like that. And I think because of how late it came out, and it didn't come out around that time, it really didn't have the chance to take off because people kind of grew away from games like that, and so they didn't really enjoy game playing games that were similar to that. Yeah, um, I did look it up just to check. Minecraft Earth went into like open access, which was considered early access, but it was available everywhere um, October 17th, 2019. And Minecraft Dungeons was released May 26, 2020. Oh wow, there's actually quite a bit of gap in there. Yeah. Because I remember Minecraft Dungeons honestly isn't that old, and they've already had three DLCs, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, true. But yeah, continue um, with your point. Sorry, I just wanted to check that so that yeah, we both no, knew. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Otherwise, like, the only other thing I would kind of, like, I think the other thing that would be kind of cool is if they had, um, kind of like an online, like, because, like, obviously, like, you can trade with friends and everything, but, yeah. like, an online kind of, like, like, PvP arena kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, where yeah you can go on and like you can either do like training where you can work on like fighting mobs to try and like f 
figure out like better tactics or just kind of like work on understanding how say, to kind of like better or yeah. like being able to fight against your friends or other people online like not losing anything but just kind of like a friendly pvp thing to see like kind of compare items like test out like different weapons different armor different like different kind of things to really get a feel of how they work because like you know yeah um there's all sorts of bows crossbows swords because like there are all sorts of weapons in the game and to have to readjust to those is very difficult because if like yeah say you go from using a sword um most of the time to using a bow or no going from a bow to a sword that would make more sense um yeah. you have to go from distance to close range and you're not quite sure exactly how strong stuff hits because you're so used to fighting stuff at range well that online pvp might be able to help you out a bit so when it comes time for you to actually battle um and go through the dungeons you kind of understand how they work better and how strong the mobs hit um so you can kind of play a little more tactically because when yeah. you get weapons and you just have to go in and kind of figure it out for yourself that kind of screws you over because you yeah. have to because like you know you start off and then you're dying right away every time because you're not exactly sure what to do because yeah. you have pretty much nothing and oh, so yeah. stuff is very strong and your weapons are very weak so you know to have that kind of like training will kind of i yeah. think would kind of help because then you kind of can understand how the mobs work um for new players that have never played minecraft or minecraft dungeons or really anything like that um anybody new they can kind of go in and kind of see how the mo what the mobs are like uh, before just having to jump in and just see and kind of get screwed and over this gives them an opportunity to check out what every mob does and how tough it can be and like what it's it, its attacks are and its specials are and like because there's obviously like the one where it summons like the weird creeper pillars and then the one that explodes like yeah for a new player yeah. like me i had never seen that before and oh, to yeah. see that and then and I was like, that's... what is because when the first thing that popped up that blew up i didn't know what it was so i went over to it attacking it like what do i do with this i got killed mm -hmm. immediately because i didn't know what to, i didn't know what it was or what it did so oh, yeah. like if I had like some sort of like go through or walk through on what it does, like what its abilities are yeah. to fight it, when it comes time to actually fight it, I kinda know more and how to kind of avoid it and avoid dying more often. Yeah. And I think that's one important thing, because you got off on a little bit of a rant there, but I think the important thing to take away is also like honestly, it's a dungeon crawler. And so yeah. there's one that you can't stop it from comparing from. I think if it had a League of Legends multiplayer pvp aspect i think that it would be a bit more successful honestly because it has a more basic pvp setup than like league of legends does um but i think that honestly just raises the floor a little bit because it's not as complicated to get started and then it raises the ceiling or it lowers the ceiling a little bit because it's much easier to get good at the game and so I think it's a much more tight competitive game in that aspect. 
And so honestly, I think that's what they kind of missed out on and they should implement eventually is I think the system that you were suggesting was pretty good because it was interesting to be able to kind of like almost creative mode it and um, face mobs with a little bit of freedom so you can explore them and test out different weapons and stuff. But I think for the success of the game long term, having a League of Legends PvP area and maybe even becoming an esports game would be really amazing and really interesting. Um, but that would bring up a question because you do get special, um, you get special items from the DLCs, and so that does put up into question what they should do with the DLCs at that point because maybe those items are stronger or weaker than the default items, and so those people might have a strategic advantage. But at the same time, it's like you're not really. I think it's more of like a just like kind of like more of a just a fun kind of thing rather than like if you die you lose your stuff but it's yeah. more like you can kind of like see um how it reacts to like different armors or like how it works on players rather than because mm-hmm. obviously it would work a little different on players than it would on mobs so it's like oh yeah that too it gives it like that actual minecraft like pvp kind of feel rather yeah. than um like a, uh, I'm trying to think. Which is kind of funny. Maybe they should take some notes from this for the next PvP update for <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, send it. Send send this directly to them. Send. <laughs> yeah, just send them. Send them Minecraft Dungeons and be like, "Hey, use this as your example." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I do. I truly think, and I've always thought that, but I don't like to say it because I don't like for Minecraft to like be sellouts, quote-unquote. Um, but honestly, if they would have a League of Legends feature, I know that there would be a minor backlash, but I feel like the majority of people would just have fun with it and either fight their friends or actually compete semi, um, semi-professionally. And then I think that even an eSport might come out of it if it really catches a lot of wind. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, if they really wanted to, like, if you, like, um, because obviously, like, the different, like, weapon level and, like, armor level, like you kind of mentioned, um, with that, they could also make, like, different arenas where, um... It's, like, all level 50, all level 20. Yeah, like, if it's, like, a specific level, you can only enter, if, like, you're wearing that armor, you can enter that level, but you can't have anything over or under it. So it kind of gives say, it a little more... It gives it a little more fairness into fighting, so you're not fighting someone that has armor that has gives them like 2,000 health, and your armor gives you like 300. So it yeah, gives it a little more say, fairness <clears throat> to the game. Yeah, and I was about to say, there's also like, most games have something like that where, you know, if you're a level 1 player, you can fight in level 50 arenas, and all it does is no matter what level your items are, as soon as you enter the arena or you fight in that bracket, all your items, no matter how high or low they are, get defaulted to level 50. Because I know COD COD has some stuff like that. Like you can do yeah. the free mode on COD where you can just attach any attachment, even if you haven't unlocked it before. I think that's that's in um, that's in like custom game stuff though. Yeah, and so that would be kind of the aesthetic though. It's like you would just get level fifty standard, level sixty standard, whatever arena you were in, and no matter what your items were, you would unlock whatever would be unlocked to level sixty for that item, and you would get to use it. Yeah, 
you know, I think that's a good idea. I think that's really, you know, I think that's some creative stuff for them. Um, and honestly, Minecraft Dungeons is almost there. It's it's in a similar vein to No Man's Sky. I think it's on a little bit of a worse leg, but overall, it's still just a really awesome game that's just almost there. And they honestly just need to put and in I a think, little bit more of elbow grease. I think the one thing we also have to remember is. Minecraft Dungeons hasn't even been out for a full year, so there's oh, yeah. still a lot of room for expansion with this game as well. Yeah, maybe year one um, update, they just blow our minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like, there's another... I think this is probably the last kind of thought. I was just... I just randomly popped into my head as I was thinking. Um, or as I was talking. And another thing is, um, there's obviously your main island kind of area that you spawn before you like where you select quests yeah um, they have kind of a default layout layout um obviously like you can select your character skin but you have a vast selection for right now i'm sure they'll probably add more later on but that that island um that you spawn mm -hmm. on i'm wondering if they can add an update where like you could um kind of custom build like after you complete certain levels you get certain freedom so like um after say you beat the first like you start up new and you beat the first level you have yeah. certain freedoms that you could build up like you could start build construction on um like structures to put around your your island to make it a little more customizable towards your standards because it's the same for everyone Everyone unlocks yeah. the same stuff, but I think if you could take and kind of customize it and like build up towers or houses or like some sort of building structures on your base on like your spawn island to make it a little mm. more customizable to like how you want things to look, it gives yeah. you a little more freedom of um, the viewing style and like you could maybe have like trophies like a little more freedom into making it look the way you want because obviously yeah, you get be freedom in a lit a tiny bit of freedom in your character customization and like the armor and stuff you wear oh yeah but you yeah. don't really have very much freedom towards the actual base it's the base island itself so I think being able to customize that a bit would be nice. Like, you could probably change, like, maybe after beating the first level, you get, um, maybe you can build, you could start off by building a small structure, or, and or maybe, like, changing, like, the weather. Like, maybe you could have it where it's snowing and there's snow on the ground, or it's raining, or it's thunderstorming. So it gives it a little more, you get more freedom to it. So, like, you can change the weather, or, like, time of day um like you can kind of choose choose a bit with like how you want things to be yeah 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 i think that would be useful i do i, do, I think that you have some good little snippets there that definitely could be used and i think that i think that overall that would help minecraft dungeons a lot because like i said it's just almost there just lots of little things would make it just go right over the edge and become a game of the year you know what i mean yeah. It's just like right on the edge and I think that just a little bit more love would do it. <laughs> and you know, obviously like as we said before, like the game is still really young. 
So there's still a lot to come out. I'm sure there's still. And a lot honestly, to it's not that bad. It's yeah. oh no, for what has come out and what's been out in the la in the last uh what nine months, yeah. eight months, eight months, seven. Yeah, months. eight months. Well, it came out in May, there, yeah. right? Yes. So it would be eight months next month. There you go. So. In the last eight months, well, they've already released what three DLCs. Yeah. So they are on a right on the right track, and I'm sure they're gonna add more biomes to go through and kind of explore. Um, they're probably gonna add another dimension. Um, so I'm sure there's still there's still a lot to be going with this game. So they, um, if they can kind of work on some of that stuff. They they're bound to head on the right direction, and this game could, on, honestly, it could possibly pass Minecraft itself um, if it if it really pushes in the right direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. I think that is all for this episode, huh? I would think so. Yeah. I think um, so. We were gonna keep this a little short, but we ended up ranting a bit because uh, we kind of. Uh, ran into having a few extra ideas of ourselves so this yeah. section was a little i say a little long we were planning for like a 15 minute section we extended by like half an hour <laughs> uh, so again to i i know i said this i think i said this at the beginning i honestly can't remember um we apologize for being late with this episode as well um we're gonna try and get back on schedule uh, we've been running behind on a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has been happening in the last like week and a half, two weeks. Um, but we are working on getting back on schedule. Um, I think I wrote it down in my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know Bryce and I have some video and streams coming out. Um, I'm gonna have to talk with you a bit more, possibly tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um, working on getting some more people on so we can do some more like videos and stuff oh yeah um, but otherwise i know we have more streams coming out on no man's sky um i know bryce will be streaming wasteland 3 and i will join him for that um, i'm sure we will probably have some more minecraft call of duty like whatever streams possible videos like, oh yeah i know we both have a lot more stuff coming out um we obviously 100%. have very strict schedules with um we have to record our podcasts every week um bryce has school i have work so we are very we are on very strict schedules uh when it comes to some days um so i i, I thank you all for bearing with us um obviously this being <laughs> like a week late um it's on. I thank you all for supporting us. And well, it's I, like sketchy week late. <laughs> it's it's close to a week late, so we are yeah. behind, but we are working on getting back on schedule. But um, honestly, I know from Bryce and I, we thank you guys so much for your support and sticking by us, um, making sure, make sure you guys are spreading our podcast around, our YouTube, um, Instagram, everything. Uh, help us grow so we can make uh, so we have more to talk about maybe we can expand or like you guys can leave us game ideas uh, for games we can try out or have like stuff to talk about um, for future 
podcast episode, but uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us uh, on the, another week of Food Weekend on Xbox. And until next time, we will see you later. Have an amazing day and have a good weekend. Bye! Bye!